0: Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant
1: barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo.
0: Featuring Chris Field. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Parker Clare. Yes, there's no two ways above it. He's super white. And Alex Sennard. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Spiel. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker and Alex, and we watch Drop Zone.
2: (laughs) Same.
1: But also, (laughs) it's already open. (laughs) <laughs> I figured
0: <laughs> Well, no, it's not actually Drop Zone It's actually Terminal Velocity A very similar movie that came out the exact same year And which catapulted a studio-led effort To rush both movies into production So they could be the first blockbuster skydiving movie
2: yeah, Well, congrats to both of them It paid off, because it made a...
0: oh uh, uh, Well, maybe next time <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, before we talk about this Motion picture, Parker. Do we have any news? Where to begin? <laughs>
2: Let's just hit the biggest thing with all of Warner Brothers' movies going to HBO Max. And also, sidebar: Why does Wonder Woman '84 look like it was made for the CW? Oh, can
0: we start <laughs> that with clip that fucking thing?
2: It's wretched, dude.
0: Again, I-, I hate to use like the Linkara clip in a non-visual <laughs> medium but like him running looks identical to the way that she's running against whatever that has to be a green and a blue screen at the same time. Big fan of like alright what are we going to do? So we're going
2: to have uh, Gal Gadot just running around this Middle Eastern country just murking him. Okay. Cool.
0: Her politics like fucking, sick. oh, There's that too. That's probably uh, not as acceptable as they probably initially envisioned it. But uh, it it reminds me of in League when the Flash and Superman were gonna race because oh they're I don't know they're both fast or something and it just looks <laughs> like ass.
2: Wouldn't know. Like, look, none of us like Zack Snyder's <laughs> DC stuff, one. but also at least it looks <laughs> like something. <laughs> it literally looks like a fucking Channel Awesome sketch. That <laughs> that whip is not good.
1: <sighs> but well, you're just prejudging you know, it.
2: I'm not the one who released that clip, motherfucker. <laughs> they, they saw that. Went, yeah, man. This movie comes out in like two weeks. Let's really sell it.
0: That's on them. Not Are you me. excited? I mean, but, you know, here's the thing. It's a female director. We protect women at all costs on this podcast. So we will all be seeing it. Look, I'm I mean, not. I'm not
2: excited for it. But one day I'm going to open HBO Max, and it's just going to be there. And if you know about me and my impulse control, it's not good.
0: I, I think it could be a future episode I still like Chris Pine I mean how could you ruin Chris Pine let's not answer that Parker, I mean by bringing, bringing him back for starters <laughs> <laughs> maybe that what if he
3: survived that biplane incident oh well I mean you know if there's it's one possible. thing I know about the 1910s is they were well known for aviation safety
0: <laughs> right Parker Dr. Poison I mean Christopher <laughs> Nolan the HBO thing how am I supposed to feel about this
2: um, I'm not going to be lectured by a guy who can't mix his own fucking movies properly even if he is probably in the right
0: man I thought
3: that was going to be a lot meaner towards Chris for a second <laughs> like, all I know is
2: he
0: wouldn't have been wrong
2: like at first like I was really ready to keep punching down but to learn like oh yeah they just straight up didn't tell anyone this was happening <laughs> like they didn't tell any directors like Godzilla versus Kong is one of the movies on there it's like they don't have the majority in that movie. They don't have the right to just be like, nah, it's going here now. So they're gonna get sued for that. They're gonna win because so they're one thing, brothers, apparently like the they told all their They just rolled out like, Yeah, we're just putting all of our movies on here. You guys cool
0: with that? Does that affect your contracts at all? Good luck. Like the wild thing to me is apparently they told all the directors and all the in house staff and everything what was gonna happen an hour before they released <laughs> the news. Well hey, <laughs> like look just here's your heads side. up. <laughs> At
3: least we'll be able to watch the Tom and Jerry live-action movie from the comfort of our own homes. What do you mean, we? I'm just gonna keep Dude, seven I, like, on hand here. <laughs> reading the description of that movie must be how normies felt when they heard about cats. Like, <laughs> oh get. my Damn lord, you?
0: I was so tired. Wait, you haven't seen the trailer yet? <laughs> I did not know this the existed what? until this week. I, I saw the tra- When did I see the trailer? Oh, no, no, Maybe no, I, no, I no. think I saw the trailer in front of uh, Mank, actually. I mean, yeah. I don't watch
3: trailers if I can't, if I don't absolutely have to. And also, I haven't been to a theater since Bloodshot came out. So, well, you know, I was,
2: I, I'm going to be just wrestling with the idea of like, oh, you want to see this David Fincher movie about Citizen Kane?
3: Here's Tom and Jerry
2: back at it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, how does that trailer end up in front of that movie?
2: <laughs> Look,
0: I, I'm going to give you guys some news that may alarm you. Not a whole lot of trailer sound. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I it's, like here. that
2: one year where just the Justice League trailer played for seven seasons. Straight months, but also it's oh, it just weird. Tom and Jerry.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Tom and Trailer, the Tom and Jerry trailer. uh Alex, I think you'd like it. So, uh, yeah. Parker, any other news? You know me,
3: <laughs> big fan of Ken jong and animated animals.
0: <laughs> he plays both Tom and Jerry. Well,
2: so when all this happened, the prevailing theory is like, well, theaters are fucked now. Like all this is over, and like probably, but who cares? But the thing that's been creeping in my brain more and more and more is, you know, in 2023, let's say, when it's safe to go to a theater, people are just going to be dying to get the fuck out of the house, go into a theater and watch a movie. There's going to be four Avatar sequels ready.
1: You guys,
2: <laughs> our king is out there just churning them out and he's ready for us with the open arms.
0: You know what? It just makes too much sense. I have to think that James Cameron was somehow involved with both the creation of uh, COVID-19 and the vaccine.
2: Like, even when Avatar came out, I didn't give a shit about Viral it. Viral
0: marketing. But
2: next year, if they go, hey, it's coming about again in 3D, I'm a thousand percent going because I'm craving
0: entertainment. Same, but a big print.
3: Well, at least, uh, you know, it's only going to take up four of the 11 screens at the theater so we can save the other seven for the Kingsman sequels. (laughs) Thank you for getting to my jerk of the week. Because
2: I remember, I woke up, I opened Discord, that was the top thing, seven sequels and also a series, I closed my phone and I rolled back over and decided, nope, not starting my day like this.
0: Hey man, how do you like that overnight schedule? (laughs)
3: You gotta think about, you know, how they make their movies. You know, there's seven of them, so there's one for each day of the week. (laughs) Put on the silly feathers, fat boy. You got a lot of filming to do.
2: (laughs) Thursday! Thursday! (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) They made one sequel that, like, whatever, I'm sure it didn't fucking light the world on fire and went, Yeah, we can make a dozen more of these. (laughs)
1: Don't I they saw, have a prequel
0: like, that was supposed to come out already. Like, what are we doing? Well, there was a, a pandemic. So I saw Not... a meme or something. It was like, oh, men always cry at like three big things in life. One, I guess, getting kicked in the balls. Two, I don't know, Grand Canyon. And three, the scene where the Brazzers guy gets killed in Kingsman 2 while singing Take Me Home Country Roads. I oh, guess
2: that scene we all remember.
0: <laughs> <I'm> sorry, what? <laughs> The bald
3: guy.
1: You have to explain sense. this
3: Brazzers guy thing to me. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh.
2: Well, uh sure, good friend Mark Strong <laughs> resembles uh, another actor uh, of a different nature. <laughs>
3: oh, is this, is this like when we all called Nescas the College Fuckfest guy?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot. College okay, now I got. It. All right, I guess I might as well explain the joke. Uh, Mark Strong does look a lot like Johnny Sins, a performer sounds like a videos.
3: Street
2: Fighter character, dude. I go in this bathroom, all I see is fucking... Thank you for dislodging
0: that from my brain. <laughs> you know what's weird? Is I'm going to have to cut out the Neskess thing. No, you Because no one knows who the Why fuck bother. that is. I don't even think anyone who listens to this podcast... Why would you cut that out? I don't even think Arena Master knows who that is anymore. They'll figure it out. They'll Google him. They'll find
2: his, look, his hip-hop reviews.
3: Look, every time I make one of these dumb jokes for no one, Dan almost crashes his car. One of these times I'm going to get him.
2: The odds of someone Googling, what's a Neskess? And then finding his hip-hop reviews on YouTube. Really? <laughs> oh, that's, that's a lot yeah. for me. Ah, ghetto opera, huh? That sounds pretty cool.
3: Did I tell you about when I got sent that fucking Kickstarter video of some product I didn't care about, and I didn't understand why the guys sent it to me? And then at second 52, Neskess walks in from stage right to explain the product to me. <laughs> I hope he makes it someday. I nearly died. <laughs>
2: Terminal Velocity is a ghetto opera starring Charlie Sheen. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: For anyone who's listening and doesn't know who Nescaz is, he was a cornerback who went to Binghamton... (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) 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 Drafted by the Detroit... Not drafted. Undrafted free agent who was selected by the the Detroit Lions. Watched a lot of film on him. So let's get into our (laughs) Jerks of the Week. Oh, fuck. I can't believe you've done this. Parker, I would like to address the situation. Now, you know I am sensitive to blackface and brownface.
2: Sensitive is definitely a way I would describe it. But,
0: on a previous episode, I made a mistake (laughs) when I (laughs) referred to... Uh, M. Night Shyamalan as a good actor because I had seen him in one scene in uh, The Sixth Sense. Now, it turns out that was not M. Night Shyamalan.
2: You've been you know saying that, that on that... this
0: podcast for like three years. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, oh, here's no... it's not a well, different Indian No, hold up. Let me explain... I did I did some digging. Oh I found God. out who it was. Ladies and gentlemen, my jerk of the week, Justin Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking knew it. <laughs> Every single fucking time. What else will so he do? I step on that joke. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that.
2: White-knuckling my fucking couch, dude.
3: <laughs> Chris, this <laughs> reminds me of an... If Ralph Northam, I would incredible idea for a bit. Next Uh-oh. time I see any Marvel movie, I'm just gonna find an old guy and be like, Oh man, that's great work by Stan Lee. <laughs> How dare you? What?
2: think he's great. <laughs> <laughs> a good job.
0: It's gonna be fun. <laughs> I can't even think. I'm not gonna watch any more movies with
2: you, <laughs> <laughs> Alex. You just get in the room. Week. Find someone in a Deadpool shirt. You're like, got him. <laughs> hey, Stanley.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, can I get your autograph, man? <laughs> I love your cameo in Mallrats, dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> My jerk of the week is Society because I went out for a nice dinner. And a nice little family-owned Italian restaurant tonight, and because I was around other human beings, I couldn't do the voice for the entirety of it. <laughs> you hate to see it, man. I was <laughs> burning up inside. Did you call your waiter? Like, just underneath of? that checkered tablecloth, just doing the hand thing, like. <laughs> it's... Oh man! We gotta get, get some prosciutto. What?
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. Sorry. Your waiter comes by and is like, would you like extra Parmesan cheese? Ah, maroon.
2: <laughs> ah, from the old country. Sir, I have a lot of tables. Just give me your order. I'll come back with the check in 20 minutes. You guys partner- think if I
3: put fluent in Italian on my resume that anybody would ever ask me?
0: You should do it. <laughs> Just grow a mustache. <laughs> Parker, would you rather work, uh, retail, uh, during the, uh, during Black Friday, or would you rather be a server?
2: Oh, retail, a thousand percent. <laughs> the first time someone yelled gobble at me, I would dump their tray on them and walk out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, okay, what, whoo- kicker, here's the, uh, careful what you wish for thing. What if it was at the Garfield Eats restaurant? Okay, why well, hang
3: on. <gasps> oh, you just reminded me! <laughs> Holy shit! Uh-oh. <laughs> This should have been in the news segment. Our buddy, the Garfield Eats guy, has a new permit for a restaurant. Hey!
0: Can't keep a
2: good man down. Let me just Google his tweets to make sure he didn't say anything (laughs) (laughs) anti-Semitic.
0: And they said 2020 sucked. I hope that
3: you guys are ready for Scooby Eats. (gasps) What the fuck? Chris, you love Scoob.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah.
3: I love that. That's awesome for you. I found this out because one of my good internet buds in Toronto pinged me on Discord and said, in all caps, you have to come back. (laughs) (laughs) He's right. thank you. Oh my god. I almost didn't get to tell people about that. What a disaster. Dude, what if he just
1: keeps selling lasagna, though? (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> i
2: would love that for him
0: well let's get into what we watched recently
1: That's all right
0: too excited parker I was, <laughs> I was gonna i watched watch a later. movie called insidious directed by james two i'm sorry james one he's your favorite Yeah, he, boy, wow, his movies are so good. He does movies that I like. Holy shit. Again, you don't
2: have to keep doing
1: this.
0: Yes, I do. You seemingly seemingly do not enjoy this process at all. (laughs) I am going to be so miserable by the end of all this, but one day I am going to overtake you. Anyway, Insidious, Uh, it's... Trying to... What's a good thing that I can say here? Something good, something good, something good. Okay. For the time,
2: you so, didn't remember he's Ocean Master. Now I'm going to make you rewatch it.
0: You don't have to do that. I've already seen it. You can't bumper nuts. Yeah. Anyway. The Dragon so, has
2: untold power, you see.
0: So, Parker, a, good point. a lot of people seem to think that this movie is scary. This is the same movie that has some old, quotation marks here, ghost. Uh, just skeeting and bopping and dancing around to like one of those like Spongebob Hawaiian songs in front of a record player. Like, what the so, fuck is that? That's so supposed to be scary? So one pointed this out to me, how
2: last week, you were, or I think it was two episodes ago, you were talking about a movie. He like, you know, all these reviews say, like, oh, it's not scary. What the fuck are they talking about? It doesn't matter. And then the next movie, you're like, is this supposed to be scary? This sucks. <laughs> 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 I didn't catch it at the time.
0: <laughs> you know what? that's That's fair. That, that, I suppose it's fair. But all I ask is that you make a good movie, then. And uh, Insidious is not a good movie. So if you're not going to make is a good movie, at least make making a
2: good movie ever been a prerequisite for this show? <laughs> we watched Turbo it's about this show. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not for this show. It's it's for the genre. And goodness gracious, Asmodation. Insidious fucking blows, dude. I don't like any of the characters. You're going to like Why the make one. A good movie for horror fans? They don't deserve
3: it. Correct. Sure.
2: Well buy slop. Yeah. Why why
3: try?
0: I don't know, I keep I, I keep like holding out. But they don't
3: serve caviar at McDonald's, man.
2: But they do serve beer in hell, right,
0: Chris? Stop! Look, I've been, I've been. Are we ever gonna find out, Parker? I've no. told you guys multiple times. I know you struggle with listening, Alex Parker. I expect better. You shouldn't. Insid- well, no, I don't. You're a horror <laughs> fan. That's but uh, *Insidious*. The one thing I guess I liked is uh, that red demon. They call him the lipstick demon because if it was blood, it would have been too scary for six-year-olds. Uh, at towards like the climax of the movie, he's up in like his. He's got, like, a little stairwell, and he's got a little thing where he's grinding some weapon against the stone or something like that. And it's like, oh, he's got, like, a nice little, like, uh, place up there. He's got his nice little home. I'd like to know more about that. That's interesting. Maybe there is lore about that. Maybe in Insidious 5, we'll learn more about how he came to reside there. Unfortunately, they're still playing that SpongeBob song up there.
2: My voice is too scratchy to sing tiptoe to the tulips for you. I'm sorry. I'll yeah, you well...
0: Uh, that's that's okay. I'm, I don't. It does think sound I'm exactly like die. the song
2: from that first episode. All I'm pretty sure it's by the exact.
0: Flying. I think it's the exact same artist. It was just a different cut.
2: <laughs> Congratulations so. to Tiny Tim for telling us in Discord about his new relationship.
1: <laughs> who who the who is Tiny Tim? Oh right. Oh, thank you. That's a joke for no one. But it was going to yeah. sit in my
3: brain all night if I didn't get it out.
0: Thank you. Many
3: people are talking about the fact that my hog is actually
1: huge. (laughs) Have you seen this? Have you heard about this?
0: (laughs) Can you imagine being at the age of 30 and this is the first time a girl's told you, wow, your dick is like so big, baby. I I thought it was just regular
3: size, but it turns out...
2: Another intrusive thought I've had since I read that The fucking chin Pokemon episode Where the Japanese people just keep telling him No, you're
0: American with a big American penis (laughs) I was telling Josh about that He's just like, why would you brag about dating a yeti?
2: Mr. Ishihara informed me that it was in fact The biggest penis he'd ever seen (laughs)
0: It was that was like the most obvious bait I've ever seen to be like try to get Evan on there to be like, wait, is it is it Loki said trans and like reignite that debate again?
2: That's <laughs> yes, what I want to wake up to, trans
0: argument in <laughs> Discord with Evan of all people.
3: See, the problem is Evan would think you were talking about trains the whole time. I was gonna
0: say, <laughs> goddamn,
3: just
0: <it. laughs> talking about Shining Time Station. <laughs> uh, Sir, top <Topham> of hat indeed. <laughs> cuddle. You that. think Dane Cook's been in a train movie? <gasps> well, you know, it's weird that you mentioned that, because the next movie I watched was <laughs> it's Planes.
2: Ah, now you can't cut it out because it's a segue.
0: Nah, well, I'm, it's gonna honk. be a weird thing <laughs> that happened there. So let's talk about Planes. I'm gonna bring up the fucking cast list for this. So the weirdest thing about this is that Dane Cook is the lead role, because... It's kind of like uh, the emoji movie, Parker. You remember that, right? Of course you do. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah. When you have your lead character as a comedian, he's not really a comedian, he's kind of the straight man dusty crop hopper does not make any jokes during the movie i don't know i think he just made one right there he just he just talks normally it's it's all other people that make the jokes
3: <laughs> oh my god could you
0: imagine that the bait and
3: switch of the movie is just like he's gonna do the voice just wait just wait he's gonna do it no, no one makes any jokes it's really weird
0: it fucking bothers me it, it it actually makes you feel like what are they trying to get across here uh, let's see. Well, there's a whole bunch of uh, well-known voices. It, it's kind of like one of those, you know, you got a big animated movie and the parents don't want to see it, but I guess I'll bring my kids because I'm a big fan of, let's see, 2013. Cedric the Entertainer, oh, Priyanka Chopra, oh. Stacey Keach, Gabriel Iglesias. Oh, dual role oh, <laughs> John Cleese, Carlos Alasrocki, Colin Coward. Brent Musburger as Brent Mustangburger. Oh, man. That fucking sucks, dude. Yikes. And Val Kilmer. Oh, he got the end. Shout out to him. Was he, yeah. was he, was he doing the voiceover from The Snowman? No. Actually, no. So, so the weird thing is Val Kilmer is barely in this movie. Although his part is very memorable to me because... How do, oh, I guess I gotta describe the plot of this movie. Um, you guys ever see cars? It's apparently the same as that. Now, I haven't seen cars because I'm a grown up. And, oh, fuck. I shouldn't have mentioned <laughs> that. You're
2: tall on yourself, young huh, Christopher. <laughs>
0: fuck.
3: Three of them, All you right. say. <laughs> I'm just sending you a can of beans as we speak. <laughs>
0: well, apparently, like the plot of Cars is that there's a, a car from I don't know, the country, and he has to race against all these other second. fast cars, and he's the underdog, and he wins. Same thing here with planes. Dusty Crop Hopper is built for s- <laughs> is built for seed, not for speed. Which is, I think, the only line that made me laugh in this Hell movie yeah, for dude. very different reasons. <laughs>
1: For <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, oh uh, he God. ends up winning. But uh, one of the reasons that he wins is he has uh, a mentor. A mentor, which is uh, it, Skipper Riley, who used to be in, I don't know, like the, the Navy or something. And he's voiced by Stacy Keach. And he's like, oh, I flew all these battle missions. Turns out he was lying about that. And the one battle mission that he flew, he and all of his little plane trainees or whatever were shot down in screaming flames by other army planes. They're like machine guns, anti-aircraft missiles. Bang, bang, bang! And they're like they're going down screaming covered in flames into the ocean below. He's the only survivor. Oh this God, is rated I G. I you going to
3: say there was a kamikaze plane for a second. <laughs> <laughs> you can just picture it just doing that fucking stupid racist
2: accent. You know exactly who I'm thinking is doing the voice to. <laughs> <laughs> of course! <laughs>
0: That's, yeah, so that's what they do. Um, that, uh, oh yeah, Julia Lewis dreyfus is in this, that's good. Dusty Crophopper
2: uh, visiting a Libyan birthday party. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, the movie's pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah, also, if you're a kid under the age of, I don't know, 18... Don't go to the trivia section for this because the fun-loving Mexican plane, El Chupacabra, voiced by Carlos Alice Rocky, is a GB Model R. Who knows what that is? No one knows what that is. <laughs> it is a, uh, a plane that came out, I don't know, and uh, people used to fly it because it was really, really fast. Unfortunately, it was also called the Widowmaker because most people who flew it fucking died. So uh, I guess that's a joke.
2: That's fun. A little bit of history for the kids out there.
0: Yeah, uh, a weird thing here is that this is actually not a Pixar movie. Um, It's a Disney (laughs) Toons movie. I can tell you that. You know why? Because no one watched it. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. It was originally going to be a direct-to-video thing. And when you watch it, you're just like, this looks direct-to-video. Why was this released in theaters? Apparently, uh, Disney looked at it and they were really impressed with the footage that they saw. So it was released under the Disney Tunes Studios uh, banner. Um, the next movie that I watched was... i uh, <laughs> got nothing else to say about this I hate shit. that
2: Dusty Crop Hopper is just going to be a part of this show now for the next yeah. five years. <laughs>
0: eh, you know, that's the thing. is like, there's. I, I really thought it was going to be a lot worse than it was. It really isn't even that... It's. It kind of reminds me of a lot of animated movies... That uh, they're just a little too fast, you know? And there's so much going on. Like, some of the characters... In fact, I'd say most of the characters literally talk over each other. And I didn't know what they were talking about for half the movie. And I think they do this as, like, as a joke. Uh, it's some character getting in the sides while someone else is talking. And it just doesn't work here. I guess it would kind of work in Archer or something like that. But this is an Archer. This is Cars, but would play... Also, by the way, there's more... There's more cars in this movie than there are planes. That's bullshit. So you're saying this
3: movie is definitely not built for seed, huh? The
0: only person on this podcast who's built for seed is me. So, <laughs>
2: oh, I'm built for seed. The problem is just a solo plane. There's no room for passengers.
0: Okay, shut up. <laughs> brent mustang burger okay so the next <laughs> the next movie that i watched was r.i.p.d oh yeah dude. did you like it this like one Reynolds, I, I actually right, so this is one of the ones where i actually remember seeing the trailer for this i saw the trailer for this right before i went over to south korea so uh thanks parker
2: it Was that bad
1: huh um, left the country yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Fuck this His movie! <laughs> I hate that you
3: stole Roman Polanski's move. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, the, okay, so Parker assigned this on under the banner that it's like, oh, Parker went to Boston, so he assigned me a Boston movie. Uh, Look, this man, movie does, in fact, take place in Beantown. So. There's not a
2: lot of Boston movies left to choose from.
0: <laughs> head, body, head, body, head, body. <laughs> Alex uh, really put you to the limit on those. <laughs> you know, here's the damnedest thing about this, is that they actually go to Fenway Park, no one in the entire movie speaks with a Boston accent. It's actually kind of unsettling.
2: Hell yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, like no need for subtitles at all. Because uh, <laughs> has... they wanted
2: to make money overseas and I'm like well we can't just <laughs> we can't hard code this movie with
3: subtitles. You know, if Dane Cook was in this instead of Ryan Reynolds, he would have done the voice.
2: Again, I
0: don't know why Ryan I don't know why Dane Cook was in the previous So you got uh Ryan Reynolds in uh, this movie. Uh you like him.
3: I'm a big fan of quips over
0: here. You know, actually, I'd like to address that um, because you've mentioned that. I, I guess there's been a bunch of movies that he's been in that you didn't like, but one of the big ones was uh, Starsky and Hutch, whatever that uh, fucking I did know, not fast see and that. furious thing. No, the Fast and the Furious movie, whatever it was called. Oh, um, oh yeah, yeah uh, that thing.
3: I don't have. Yeah, a see, we're both. Yeah, yeah, sorry. whatever that was.
0: It's a good thing that we forgot because it was really bad. But uh, he's in it, and he just does his quippy thing, which is a shame. I love him in Deadpool. I think he's hilarious in Deadpool. But he's kind of doing the same shtick in a whole lot of movies. Now, the good news is R.A.P.D. is pre-Deadpool. And he doesn't do a tremendous amount of quips. He's still very funny. I think he's a very funny actor, but I guess he's more restrained here. He's more of a serious, straight leading man uh, sort of thing. And thus, he is not the problem with this movie. Problem with this movie is Jeff Bridges. Holy shit! Speaking of somebody scared. that needs subtitles, <laughs> oh, you have no idea. So, did you guys see the remake of True Grit? I did. Yes. Yeah, which I think is a pretty good movie. I think did he win Best Actor for that? I think he did. Uh, which is like kind of the interesting thing because uh, that was the only role that John Wayne won Best Actor for nineteen sixty nine, the original version of True Grit. Anyway, he's doing the exact same performance. Now, here's the thing. In True Great, he's this washed-up, drunk old cowboy. In R.I.P.D., you're an undead policeman. You don't need to do the straight. war for... Day, for I literally needed subtitles for this movie for him, and not for any Boston accent. <laughs> he was incomprehensible. You know, I'm dead serious.
2: committed to the idea of, hey, what if cops but for ghosts? You guys ever hear about that?
0: Parker, special request. Can you please do the Bam Margero voice? Just say anything, the Bam Margero voice.
2: (laughs) All right, Ape and Phil, are going to go bust some fucking ghosts. (laughs) Holy shit.
0: Okay, if you just ate that by, not even 50 to 60 years, 10 years, you got Jeff Bridges. (laughs) He's so cool. It's it's like you got three packs of dip in your gums, and you're just talking...
2: Just imagine he playing is... the Jeopardy. just No just point your gun there we'll put the alien in later And him just staring at you <laughs>
0: angrily <laughs> Yeah there is all oh, the CGI in this fucking movie Oh boy did, did you guys see the trailer for I don't even remember the title of it It came out I think this year uh, Ryan Reynolds wakes up and all of a sudden oh he's God. in a video game. That's that oh, sort buddy, of thing. That's not
3: out yet. <laughs> Give yeah, it
0: time. I, I don't even remember what it's called, but that's basically R.I.P.D. That's the level of CGI that they use in this movie, and it's fucking disgusting. Uh, let's see. Is there a point to this movie? No. Um, let's move on to the next movie. I, uh, I'm going to admit something to you guys. I, I had a really bad week. I uh, this is this is a rough week over here. And uh, I did not self-medicate the way that I should have. I, uh, I should have watched good movies. Instead, I watched, well, Planes. Uh, <laughs> but I have no one to blame but myself. Because Alex assigned me a good movie called The Royal Tenenbaums. Um, I, I really, really like this movie. Uh, I like everything about this movie. Basic story structure here, because I know Parker hasn't seen it. Um, Gene Hackman plays a man named Royal Tenenbaum. And kid, you know, kids get named Royal back in those days, I guess. And he marries Angelica Houston and has three kids: Gwyneth Paltrow, Ben Stiller, and uh, Luke Wilson. Luke. Yeah, I, okay, I got that one on my own. Thank you, I appreciate You're making it. Making sure. Yeah, I, I, I didn't I want you to pre- say I Owen. I, did I forget do. the name of Top Gun. That's, that's good. That's a fair point. I, I do need the outfielder to come back me up. Uh, but uh, they're alleged geniuses. They're not. And uh, they grow up, and then after 30 or so years, they all come back to live under the same roof, and they're all interacting with each other. And uh, they're rich, I guess. But I, I, I think calling this a, oh, look how rich people are, that kind of movie, I think that's a really lazy description of exactly what's going on here. And I've seen a lot of reviews of this movie, so it's like, oh, it's an examination of the Nouveau Reach or something like that. It's like, no, you, you didn't watch the movie. If that's your takeaway here, there's a lot of interplay going on between the characters, and uh, it's all about family, much like Star Wars. It's, uh, it's got great performances. It's got I'll get to that. It's got some.
1: Oh, it's got some. I just perked destroy. up in my seat.
0: There's, there's some very, very funny scenes all throughout. I don't know if there's any one scene that I would say in particular was the funniest to me, but uh, I think I'd like to rewatch this again and again and again. I don't like it quite as much as the other uh, Wes Anderson movies that I've seen, but uh, I do really... I guess, okay, I thought of one funny scene that's really sticking out with me. Uh, Luke Wilson is a tennis player. Uh and he's in his final tennis match of his life. He's, he quits because he has a meltdown. And he's just getting his ass kicked. And the announcers, actually played by Wes Anderson, say, uh, yeah, he's taking off both of his shoes and one of his socks. And the idea of him playing with just one sock on and barefoot is, is really, really funny to me. Uh, that does kind of lead into my other thing that I really like about this movie is the costume design. The costume design is just excellent. Seeing Ben Stiller and his two sons in red tracksuits for the entire movie is really good to me and uh luke wilson wearing a headband the entire time of the film is fantastic and there's two reasons for it one it's really funny and two it kind of emphasizes that they're still stuck in the past they're still stuck at like 11 years old and they never really grew up i you can see brilliance on display in this movie when did this come out 2001.
2: 2003-ish. Yeah, 2001. So like 11 and 12. So I distinctly remember, before it was on demand, when it was in demand pay-per-view, when you had to be there at that start time, be like, oh, this new comedy. And being like 11 years old and being like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't know what the <laughs> yeah. fuck's going on here. I think that's so That's my, think my only that's experience fair. with it so far. It's was like, oh, this is like being old enough to be like, oh, this is clearly not for me. It has all these people I like from other things. I think I was just like, oh, half this cast was in later. Let's watch this. <laughs> Did not pan out
3: that Oops. way. Alex, your thoughts on the Royal Tenor Bobs? So this is my favorite Wes Anderson movie, um, which is not faint praise. Like Wes Anderson makes very mm-hmm. good movies, but also I think this might be the most Wes Andersony Wes Anderson movie. Like if you've seen like two or three Wes Anderson movies and like you don't really get it or it's not really for you, then uh, don't try this one, I would say.
0: <laughs> that's fair. But, um, that's very fair.
3: Chris, having just watched this movie, do you remember where this takes place? Uh, New York? I, I was going to say, in my head, this is a New York movie, despite there not really being anything explicitly New York about it. And well, it's just... that's...
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I looked it up. I'm sorry that I cheated. This was filmed almost entirely in New York. However, Wes Anderson took pains... Not to make it too obvious, at one point he has Pagoda uh, hide in front, just stand right in front of where the Statue of Liberty is so that it's not particularly clear.
3: It's just one of those things. Like, I haven't seen this movie in probably, like, six or seven years at this point. Like, it's been a while. Mm -hmm. But it's just one of those movies that screams Upper West Side to me. Just everything about it, everything, the way it looks, the way everyone acts, like... I've never lived in New York. I will probably never live in New York, but there's like well done New York movies hit you just the right way. Like, I don't know how else to explain it. There's something about the magic of making a New York movie in a certain way that just like it's going to just like pierce right through me every fucking time I watch it. And this movie is like maybe the first movie I can remember doing that. And I so, think the like, Royal
0: Tenenbaums is a really that really ties in what we were saying. It's it's very difficult to explain in words that I haven't used to describe every other Wes Anderson movie: the framing, the shots, the the acting, the characters, the actors, uh, the music, um, the humor, the editing. It's that's what you get in every single Wes Anderson movie, dialed up to about nine hundred in uh, this one. But there's just something I like about it. they like these little scenes that make me laugh, and there are these scenes that are really, really touching. Uh, at the end, when Ben Stiller says to his father, I've had a rough year, that is that really breaks me apart. It really does. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, yeah, but speaking... <laughs> what? Yeah? What? I was going to say, a movie that plays an Elliot
3: Smith song over a suicide attempt shouldn't actually work on an emotional level, and yet it does. So, I mean... What are you going to do? Sometimes good good directors make good movies.
0: Yeah, well, uh, I'm sorry. But speaking of Pagoda, I want to talk about a, a real complaint that I had about RIPD. Um, and I, I don't know if anyone else has signed on with this, but this is something that I actually, like, I don't even know if I can make a joke about this, but this made me mad. Uh, Parker and Alex, are you familiar with an actor by the name of James Hong?
2: He's been in like a thousand movies, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. he's
0: a, he's that Chinese guy you all know his voice. He's a he he's that little like emperor's like liaison buddy from Mulan. He's uh David Lopan in Big Trouble in Little China. He's in Blade Runner. He's in like like Parker said, like he's in like a million movies, right? Um anyway, in RIPD Uh, once, once you die, uh, you get sent back to earth to police the undead or something, some stupid thing. And, but you don't have your original body in RIPD fucking, uh, Jeff, Jeff Bridges has his hot blonde's body and Ryan Reynolds is stuck as some old Chinese guy. It's fucking James Hong. Oh, and no. that, so here's what really bugs me. James Hong is like a really good actor, like really, really good. And he speaks really good English. Does he have an accent? Yeah. Who gives a shit? The dude's in his seventies. We fucking leave him alone. He, I mean, the guy with an accent speaks great English, and what he says, you want to listen to. So. An emotional scene in the movie. His wife has just lost Ryan Reynolds. She thinks he's dead, because he is. And she's running alone on a track, and you can tell that she's clearly trying to get over the loss. And Ryan Reynolds, in James Hong's body, goes up to her and says, please, I'm trying to contact you through the dead and all this stuff. And she just runs away. James Hong doesn't get one word out of that. And it's like, he could have like a really emotional scene, and it would mean something. Instead, his race is used as a punchline. And look, I, I'm Joe White guy over here. I don't know if I get to say what's racist, what's not, but that felt racist to me. Uh, that really fucking bugged me. So uh,
2: I cannot believe you almost just glossed over a body swapping with an old
0: Chinese man. <laughs> How did you forget that? You know, because like there, I, there's a lot of that movie that I just don't even want to remember. There's uh, the the fucking. Was it when the dead people revert back to their dead status, It reminds me of Mister Hyde from Van Helsing. It's that kind of CGI. <laughs> Except that movie came out ten years beforehand. You know. Oh yeah, also Kevin Bacon's in it. So, oh, uh, yeah, the whole thing ends up being a Half-Life Two ending of movies, aka a Suicide Squad ending of movies, aka a big blue beam shooting into the sky kind of movie. Yeah, you know, actually, Parker, uh, R.I.P.D. might be in your future because it's based on a comic book. I've
1: got
2: 13 <laughs> Dragon Balls. <laughs> <laughs> try me.
0: <laughs> I'm going to try to win your favor instead by informing you that, uh, Alex, you said uh, we had to choose a movie that we've always uh, scrolled through on streaming, uh, but that we never clicked on for one reason or another. And I choose a movie that I have scrolled past so many times on streaming that it it uh, actually got deleted from the streaming service. I finally watched Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Nice buddy. Yeah, yeah, right? Like what is wrong with me? That movie's really fucking good.
2: I think about the wood scene a lot.
0: <laughs> God, he kinda Funny weighs it. a lot for half a body. <laughs> <laughs> Dale That's a very is good movie. Yeah, Dale is the most wholesome character in any movie I've watched this week. <laughs> I I liked him. And you know what? That actually has a better ending than Cabin in the Woods, I would argue.
3: Oh, fuck. I don't even remember. Same. It's been so long.
0: Uh, t- uh, Dale gets the girl and he kisses her in a bowling alley. So, uh, yeah, I uh, yes. I like this one a lot. I told my dad to watch. I I think my dad might have seen this one. Because I, I mentioned to him, if you like Stand Against Evil, you should watch Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. And he just responded, yeah, like he was Aquaman in Justice League. So, uh, <laughs> what can I say? But, yeah, Tucker and Dale Versus Evil, actually good. Please watch it. I've gone on way too long for only having watched a few movies. Alex, what did you watch?
3: All right. I just got a couple <clears throat> things to talk about because we were in the last week before finals and I am you know prioritizing my time in certain fair. ways so uh you guys want to hear my my six word review of the Mandalorian this
1: week oh boy. I, more
2: than anything
3: who's this guy oh god damn it <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed seeing all of the things like, oh finally just so badass at watching it and my immediate thought being this looks like a fan film from 2010 and then seeing directed by Robert Rodriguez and going, ah. Yep. <laughs> I see.
3: <laughs> well, nevertheless. <laughs> that's the most powerful reaction later. I've had to a uh, um, uh, like a first uh, first title card on the closing credits since <laughs> directed by Michael, or produced by Michael Bay at the end of uh, A Quiet, <laughs> a Quiet
2: place. place.
3: Yeah, it makes a lot
2: of sense. Like, yeah, it's like, That's oh, why it just well. looks like it's shot in a back lot somewhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Man, well, they had a good run.
2: (laughs) I just knew in in my heart, even season one, like, sooner or later, fucking Boba Fett showing up. We're just going to have to do this whole thing. But also, it's like, if I want to watch something that has its own ideas and isn't just, hey, remember this guy, I won't watch Star Wars. (laughs) It's been like 40 years, man. I just got to accept that's that's what it is. You guys remember this thing? Look at it. You want to buy it, don't you, Piggy?
0: I do. You
3: do. Like, it got to the point where, like, the only callbacks that they'd done were, like, you know, people from, like, cartoons and books that I'd never watched or read and didn't give a fuck about. And so it's like, oh, that's a new character to me. That's fine. When I saw that ship come flying in, like, my mind paused for a second and went, well, that looks like, nah, they wouldn't do that. <laughs> and then, sure <laughs> enough, oh, my God, I'm so tired. <laughs> Everyone's favorite character,
2: Boba Fett, from his two stories in the original, where he got eaten. He got kicked (sighs) into a giant sand vagina by a blind man. Everyone's favorite. (sighs) Boba Fett fucking sucks.
3: Correct. It's just like, you get that reveal, it's like, well, I don't want to watch this anymore. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm gonna, because, like. Exactly.
2: Whatever. um, I'll I'll keep putting the trash in my face.
3: Why, Why stop now? So, uh, I took a bit more liberal of an interpretation of the thing that you always scroll past on streaming services before you finally click on it. Uh, because there is a show that I have scrolled past a million times, and all I know about it is that every critic that I've ever read fucking loves it, and no human being that I've ever talked to actually watched it. So we watched almost the first full season of Killing Eve at this point, and. Oh, dude. Yeah, tell me about that, because I've had the exact same experience.
0: I've never even, I've definitely, like, heard of this, and I have no idea what the plot is. Okay, so, what if Dexter but Good? I don't believe that such a thing exists, so what uh, show did you watch? (laughs) I mean, (laughs) sorry, it's the the easiest Cliff Note version of, like, trying
3: to explain how the plot works, because it's like, you have this, you know, international hitman who's, like, hit woman who's like clearly a sociopath and the woman that's trying to catch her and their interplay and how they like sort of become obsessed with each other at the same time and it's just like really well directed and the dialogue is super snappy and you want to keep watching once you started like and it's three seasons and each of them are only eight episodes and they don't run over an hour like you know fucking everything that we film here it's just very, very satisfying. Very good. It's the kind of show where like a character has a death line and then makes a joke out of the fact that they just made a death line. And then Ooh. like 40 minutes later when they actually die, you're still surprised because the show was self-aware enough to like do that. Like it's, it's a solid recommend. Okay. Like, you can do a whole lot worse with your time. Like, I I I get the hype with this now. Like this is absolutely deserving of all of the praise it gets from all the people online that are like, Hey, you know this show and this network that nobody has? Well, me and my critic friends really love it and man, I sure wish you normies could watch it. Like it's My voice doesn't
0: sound anything like that, so
3: Yeah. Anyway, Parker, you can go ahead. That's all I got this week. Oh, buddy. Buddy, buddy, let us Let's stretch out. So, life
2: is about questions. And this week I asked one of the most important questions I've ever asked in my life. Hey, do you want to take mushrooms and watch Alita Battle Angel?
0: <laughs> oh, you get to hang out with Joel?
2: <laughs> Look, it might have been that because I was impaired. But I have no fucking idea what I sat through. <laughs> it is the most confusing Like, we're joking about, oh, they're gonna make, like, eight Kingsman movies. What if there were eight Alita movies, but also it was one movie? There's so much going on at all times. Nothing gets to breathe. You don't focus on her eyes as much, because most of the CGI looks like a fucking nightmare anyway. So it's like, oh, this is just the world. Everything looks like shit all the time. It is.
0: So it's like Astro Boy, but she wears a skirt.
2: There is, in fact several long scenes of them playing whatever weird fucking rollerball
0: blitz ball there's thing they're doing there's so much roller derby in that <laughs> <There's> movie dude <laughs> Wait, so you guys there's have both so seen this much. i mean i've also seen where we've all seen this movie me also I yeah have also watched, what was your favorite part uh the scene with the alita uh so here's the weird thing is alita has got a lot of attention Online, from I, I think actually Joel might be one of them who said, actually this was like better than I expected. Park, I mean, look,
2: it was probably the drugs, but I was having a wonderful time. Because when I say like it's a bunch of different movies, it's all it's a ton of like incredibly stupid movies crammed into one. Yeah, <laughs> like it really is. Christoph Waltz just walking around with that giant Warhammer 40k weapon. <laughs> it's just a screen cap of it alone. You look at it, and be like. Why would Who would Photoshop this? What's the joke? I don't get it. Like, no,
3: that's just a thing. Man, it fucking owns that if it wasn't for Tarantino, Christoph Waltz would be, like, the meme movie actor because <laughs> <in> every single <laughs> other would. one of his
1: roles is
2: stupid as fuck. Like, he's some doctor that revives her, and then, like, half of the movie's like, okay, I'm so uh, he's also, like, an assassin at night, and he has this giant hammer. He fights the hunter-killers who are out trying to kill like You're like, what the fuck are you talking about? She goes to a fucking assassin bar Halfway in the movie and is like Ah oh, yes assassin and you, boy. you have the legendary Damascus blade You're
0: like, excuse me? <laughs> Parkour, and then this a makes p- a lot more sense if you actually read the manga I hate saying that word that um, Maybe good. it would it Couldn't make less Like
2: There's so much It's like someone's like, we should adapt the manga Alright, how many volumes? Yes, <laughs> just crammed it into two hours. The best part, by far, is that Mahershala Ali plays the bad guy, and he's just dressed like he's in an anime. He always has a black trench coat on. He always has reflective, cool guy black glasses. It's very good. He seems to very much get the vibe of like, oh, that's what the stupid thing is. Okay, got it. It is so confusing. Like, again, I was... Not in the proper headspace. But I'd look away for two minutes, look back, and be like, I don't know how the fuck we got here. I don't know why we're watching this roller derby game, because none of our lead characters are involved in it. Was that Jai Courtney? Oh, he's gone from the movie now? Okay. Was that the Drift King? Not sure. He's gone from the movie. <laughs> His name is Donkey Kong. It is. Oh, excuse me. i so <laughs> I thought about going back and just like, let me check on the plot of this, and I got a paragraph in and went, Nah, I'll just wing it. I don't understand. And it has the nerve to end on a sequel tease, which is a ballsy move I was not expecting. Because I don't think anyone on the planet thought this was going to make money.
0: Did, did Alita make money? Am I wrong about that? I mean,
2: eventually. It wasn't like I, yeah. a huge bomb, but like... They're never making another one of these.
0: I, I just remember, if I have any memory of Alita whatsoever, it was whenever I was at the gym... I'd pull up my phone, pull up Twitter, and there'd be some stupid post about Elite I'd be like, what the fuck is this? And I'd go out and, you know, pound delts.
2: Well, you know, maybe your luck will turn around. Maybe you'll get to visit the Battle Angel soon.
0: I've already seen it. One t- no, There's a bounty hunter with robot oh. dogs, Chris. Wow, that sounds really <laughs> There are several there. bounty hunters. Let me... Oh, wow, that's interesting. <laughs>
2: So, speaking of absolute nightmares, hey Chris, what's your favorite Christmas horror movie? I don't know. Gremlins? Same. Mine's The Polar Express. <laughs> which is the, <laughs> the most horrifying thing I've ever seen in my life.
0: Is it on the list? No, it should it's, be. It's If I could give my experience with Polar Express before Parker gets into it, Absolutely. I will give you uh, an admittance here. I've never... I can't really count myself if having seen the movie. Uh, my sister used to watch it a lot, and she used to rent it not from Block. We didn't have a Blockbuster. We live in Puzzle. So. She used to rent it from the library, and she used to love it. Doesn't that doesn't that movie have Mandark in it?
2: <laughs> oh, buddy,
1: yeah. does
2: it ever?
0: <laughs> like,
2: it's a Christmas movie, and then you put a kid on the on the train that sounds like Mandark. I'm just saying <laughs> This kid doesn't give a shit about Santa Claus Is all I'm saying <laughs> I would pull is... the
0: fuck out of that kid
2: You have to So here's the thing I don't get So this has just become like a Christmas classic somehow Where like a bunch when? of people are super Force. nostalgic for it Dude my sister owns like 10 movies And this is one of them I don't understand
0: Why? The okay, because they get to
2: weird, the that. North Pole And everything just fucking stops For like 45 minutes
0: I don't yeah, understand. When they're, on the, when they're on the train, there's like a song and dance, like the... What was it? Conductor? Scribble train. Shanks the Railway Cat? <laughs> it is basically like that. It's, it's like that, but like,
2: bigger. They sing so. a lot about hot chocolate, Chris, is the thing.
3: <laughs> I did not know this movie. i fucking singing. Jesus Christ. Oh, you didn't like, know that? Holy no, shit. No, I know okay, nothing about this movie. Me, if yeah, you told me that this movie came out and they spent $100 million on it and 12 people saw it and it disappeared forever, I would believe you. Like, but it kind of tanks, true,
2: so. but it was, like, filmed in 3D, like, one of the first... Well, not filmed. One it's of the first, the like, thing. fully digital 3D movies, so, like, the 3D actually pops. So every year, they just kept re-releasing it, and it just keeps making money more and more and more, and it stays in the public mindset, I guess. I don't, I don't understand where all this love comes from, because it's a well, fucking nightmare.
0: Well, see, one of the things, one of the reasons that it lost about $100 million is because of all that technology. It's very Uncanny Valley-esque. Uh, people yeah. saw it, and everyone who looks at it says, oh, and unfortunately the whole movie is, how long is it, Parker? Like two hours, something like that? I think an hour
2: 40. And Even that's too That book is yeah. like
0: 12 pages long. I didn't know there was a book. I don't read.
1: But, it's a fucking uh, yeah. picture book. It's, also,
2: yeah. the art in the book is gorgeous, and then you look at this movie, and no one's faces move. Yeah. It's horrifying.
0: So, anyway, this style of art, uh, the first thing you could tell is, if it lost that much money... Don't use that kind of technology because they dumped a whole bunch of money into it. It didn't really go anywhere. Like Parker said, the only reason it's still in the public consciousness is because they keep releasing it over and over and over again. And people are like, yeah, I kind of remember that, almost, sort of, not really. I still prefer Elf to this movie.
2: I opened Cinemark this week. I was like, oh, cool. It's showing every day this week.
0: (laughs) So, Alex, uh, you might might remember the movie, um, or at least the title of the movie, Mars Needs Moms. Uh, Yes. Yeah, Marceny's Moms uh, was very noteworthy for one reason only, that I believe it was, at the time, maybe not adjusting for inflation or whatever, the biggest movie bomb of all time. They dumped, I don't know, how many hundreds of millions of dollars into it, and no one saw it, because it used the exact same art style as the Polar Express, and wouldn't you know, the exact same studio. I don't know how they got carte blanche to release the exact same kind of movie, the exact same animation with all that money going into it, but I guess they learned their lesson at the end of this. Anyway, the only thing I remember about the Polar Express is at the end of the movie, um, I, I used to kind of make fun of it because uh, Santa comes in at the end and he says, the "Spirit of Christmas is of you," and I'm like, "Who the fuck did that voice?" <laughs> oh, do you mean Tom Hanks? That was that
3: wasn't Tom Hanks. Okay, it, yeah, sure. he's the conductor.
2: And Santa isn't that
3: Tom fun? Hanks I, going up to I, the microphone? You did Crooks that voice, and I was like, "Oh my God, I can't
0: believe Andrew Luck is in this movie." Same, <laughs>
2: but also Jeff
0: Bridges. That, yeah, that did sound a lot like Jeff Bridges in the movie, except that he were.
1: Would...
0: <laughs> That's how I picture Santa. Yes. Yeah. So,
2: uh, so yeah. you're familiar with like you? I don't think he sat in a watch it, but you're familiar with how ghoulish everyone looks. It, it, I will tell you this, it doesn't look good. This is two years after Gollum. Why do their faces look like this? Well, they you all only look have... like death masks. <laughs> it's so you only horrifying. have one
0: Gollum, you don't have everyone else in that movie is like real. In this movie, you know, here's the damnedest thing about this is I, it's no secret that I like animated movies, and a lot of times oh. I wish that you could just. Make more animated movies. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that would look so great in animation. This is not a movie where you need animation. Everything that you do in this movie, you could just do, you know? this already. Yeah, the looks North like Pole fucking... looks like shit. Yeah. It's you terrible. Just... You know what movie has a better North Pole than this movie? Fucking Fred Claus.
2: Yeah, totally. That movie. seeing that, that movie. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's near future. So, no. uh... Yeah. <laughs> it's uh yeah this movie kind of uh parker don't you aren't you in that at least in the christmas spirit don't you feel like you know, yeah uh when the like,
2: movie ends and the uh, Steven tyler elf start singing i was like oh man i'm gonna have a holly jolly christmas this year dude <laughs>
0: uh so parker <laughs> parker which animated christmas movie was worth was worse this one or grandma got run over by a reindeer
2: significantly more music and grandma got run over by a reindeer that's
0: a good point yeah
2: movie has a fucking court scene what are we it's fine it's fine, it's fine. <laughs> I, did that to me.
3: I mean i'm glad that, that uh you know they were held accountable for what they did to grandma <laughs> okay couple Delicious. of
2: rewatches here mission impossible ghost protocol or as i call it ghost Broths. What a good fucking movie (laughs) (laughs) Turns out I had forgotten Most of it besides the tower climbing What a good ass movie Still incredibly funny That they signed Jeremy Renner like yeah dude They're gonna pass the torch to you And then they (laughs) rewrote the movie and went Actually (laughs) (laughs) Thank goodness Could you imagine a Mission Impossible movie Led by Jeremy Renner Neither could anyone else Because it's never gonna happen Let's see Ooh, I rewatched The Dark Knight for the first time, like, sitting down watching it since, like, probably
0: 2010. Yeah, you mentioned that, uh, the sound was a bit of an issue. Fucking.
2: Look, it doesn't help that I'm overnight, so I can't just crank it. But every time they're talking, it's like, alright, 30, 40, alright, let's try 50. And then it's immediately back down to a solid 22. God fucking damn it, every... Just learn how to mix your fucking movies, dude. Christopher
0: Nolan, if you're listening to this, and I know that you are, hey, solidarity, brother.
2: <laughs> I enjoyed that. Uh, something I didn't really think about when I first saw it. it was really one of the first movies to really appreciate. like the, Hey, we should do stuff with China, so China goes to see it, and we make a shitload of money. Because oh, yeah. you can cut 20 minutes out of this movie without even thinking. <laughs> They go through so many leaps just to get to China, to get this one Chinese dude to bring him back, to try him. Like, you don't need him. You don't need the guy who's laundering the mafia's money to have a character in a trip across the world. Like, you don't need it. But then it made a billion dollars, so you know. I guess he was smarter than all of us. He really is a visionary. Uh, Guess who forgot Eric Roberts is in this movie? I don't think when I was a kid I knew who Eric Roberts was.
0: I don't so I seeing who he can... is as an adult.
2: How dare you? Chris, I'm assigning you best of the best. You're welcome.
3: <laughs> Hell yes, dude. I'm also like, assigning I... myself best of the best. You deserve it. I know.
0: Eric I... Roberts. Patriots, linebacker. No. God.
3: <laughs> like, I'm not going to talk
2: about the Heath Ledger stuff. I'm not going to talk about the stuff everyone's talked about for a decade. But I will say... Those two boats at the end are so goddamn unnecessary. Like, what are we yep. doing? You know, It's so ham-fisted.
0: Yeah, I know, but that really got me. I don't know. I, I, I really remember
2: seeing it so theater hard. being like, oh, this seems a little much, guys. Come on. <laughs> I got them. I get the point. Fine. I still- We should kill the criminals. They had their chance, but then the criminals didn't kill them. Wow, makes you think, who's the real monster out there? This gosh dang Joker guy.
0: You're not a real fan
3: correct <laughs> that's fine I love that I'd completely blocked that part of the movie out of my brain it's I just remember bad. the good parts with Aaron Eckhart now oh, he's so good every time he's on
2: screen I'm like man what is he like a fucking monster to work with or something like what what happened he's so good in this movie in like two other movies ever and that's it so Chris here's the thing about the happening <laughs> Yeah. Any anyone who has that in like their bottom five Shyamalan movies, I don't understand what they watch movies for. Cause like <laughs> it sucks, but my god, it is engrossing. How can you look away from this absolute nightmare? How could you say it's worse than like Last Airbender or Lady in the Water or Look? I haven't seen After Earth, but I imagine it's yeah, dreadful.
0: Uh, it's it's really Correct. really bad, mostly because it's like wow, you took. Probably the most charismatic actor of all time, and made him completely uncharismatic by design of the story. Uh, as for the happening, like literally every single moment is riffable, every <laughs> single part of the movie you can make fun of. I can't get over how. Where are they? They're in like a what's it, a train station or something like that, and the camera turns 180 degrees to look at Zoe Deschanel. And it's filmed like it's the reveal of a villain. Why the <laughs> fuck did you
2: film it like that? Hey, do your quirky thing in this horror movie question mark. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Remember Big where the, it's like they, at yes. the end, I'm sorry, I have to do this. But it's like, it will kill me if I don't mention this. They're at the end of the movie, right? And they're like, oh, we might die because of the tree disease and they're like hey remember when I got you that mood ring and like we checked what it said and the mood ring was blue and the chart says if it's blue that meant I was horny there's like a little kid there there's a child a mute child sitting next to
1: her (laughs)
2: like between the lawnmower kill and the guy just getting eaten by lions how could you not enjoy this fucking stupid movie
0: (laughs) I can't get it over... Like, okay, so one of the scenes that everyone likes to reference in The Happening as like, oh, wow, Mark Wahlberg, bad actor, is where he goes up to the... It was with the old woman, right? And he says, what? No. Every, everyone likes to mention that scene. That's that's like... I don't even care about that. What gets me is like, no, we're normal, regular human people. All black water,
1: keep on rolling. <laughs> He is That's one of the this like things.
0: a like
2: a fucking comedy, and no one else is, and it's so weird because you're getting full on confused face, eyebrows squinty, every like high pitch, every sentence ends with a question mark. Mark Wahlberg, like he sounds confused the entire movie.
0: Now well, speaking of questions, Parker, you like hot dogs, don't you? Oh my god!
2: <laughs> like I know he can't write people,
0: but what the. F- fuck is this movie, dude? Okay, so we gotta talk about an actual good actor here. Did you find one? Did you? The know Parker, uh, our good friend who sounds like Francis.
2: <laughs> what's up, y'all? This is John like what's uh, People <laughs> like statistics
0: it calms him down. He has one of the funniest death scenes in history in this movie, because he crashes his car and just gets out It's like, oh god, I've been in an M. Night Shabla movie. <sniffs> It just slits his wrist. <laughs> he just grabs glass and cuts his wrist on the side of the road. I gotta get out of here.
1: <laughs>
0: what if, when he's
2: just yelling, like when they're in that car wreck? All right, so if you have a penny and you double it every day, what if you just started spouting race science to so that poor girl to calm her down? <laughs> so I mean, despite making up only twenty percent of the population, they hit a tree. <laughs>
0: You know, I gotta admit, like, Mark Wahlberg in this movie, pretty bad. Uh, but it's like, I, I've i seen him in so many movies where he's, like, at least pretty good. That I'm like, I know the problem isn't him. I know the problem is M. Night Shyamalan doesn't know how to direct. Because when he's in a teacher at the beginning, and he's like, have you guys heard about the population of honeybees?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, by if you're way, in
0: my school, we are throwing bunts
2: of burners at you, dude. So we get the intro, which honestly kind of slaps where you just keep see like someone die and then you just see people just in mass killing themselves
0: oh, then quick cut to
2: guys why do you think the bees are going away
0: <laughs> What the <laughs> fuck? Is this wait movie? wait hold up no we gotta was the intro with that girl they're they're sitting in a park right they're sitting on park benches and oh, one yes. of them they're both reading the exact same book and one of them says to the other i forgot what part i'm at Well, okay, here's the first thing you do. Lean your head down and look at the book. It's right, fucking right there. And then she says, you're at the part where the guy says, how the fuck do you know?
2: Look, I was referring more to the part where people just start walking off the roof. Oh, okay. Where you (laughs) look up and you see like 20 people walking off the roof of the building. I was
0: thinking of the part where the city is filmed upside down. Oh, wait, that's double. Well.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, if you drop a piece of toast,
0: and (laughs) Don't worry. The toxin?
2: Like, well, how the movie ends with them separated for all of five minutes. Like, fuck this dude. If we're going to die, let's die together. And just watching it now, being like, thanks, man. You're the reason I have to work overnights now so I don't fucking die. Appreciate it, dude.
0: Oh, God. I, and
2: then the jump cut to three months later, and it's like, yeah, no one really knows why it ha- only lasted for a day and all these people died. It's just an act of nature. <laughs> <laughs> thanks,
0: man. <laughs> The Happening is... Is that a future episode? I I feel like it's too mainstream. It's like everyone's done The Happening, right? As
3: somebody that listens to exactly zero movie podcasts, yeah, sure, let's do it.
0: Okay. (laughs) I can can do The Happening.
2: I truly love the fucking mic drop of this dog shit movie ending and then an M. Night Shyamalan film. <laughs> it gets me every time. It's so good.
0: It's really weird that you would want to attach your name to this because, again, the acting isn't really the problem. Like, we know Zoe Deschanel can't act, but when you ask her to deliver the line, we can't just stay here as innocent bystanders.
2: <laughs> you might as well just cut the black and have them say the aristocrats and everyone walk off stage.
1: <laughs> it's so good,
0: dude. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Funny joke. <laughs> Everyone laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, so, uh, a streaming movie that I've been passing by for a couple months now, waiting for the chance to sit down and go, you know what? I should do this. <sighs> Who wants some Canon Films Ninja movies, you guys?
0: Oh, because after the
2: success of Ninja 3, parentheses, future episode, exclamation mark, he got some feedback of, hey, uh, People don't really like lady ninjas. No one wants to watch abroad have a ninja exorcism, which as Chris <laughs> will learn about shortly. <laughs>
1: oh, they just want cool.
2: dudes. And all these people talk all funny. Like, we just need some American dudes who are also ninjas. Director's like, cool, got it. Here's your movie, American Ninja, in which a man in the military with amnesia has to fight <laughs> the Black Star <laughs> Ninja Gang and also realize that he had forgotten all of his ninja training. And then it starts to come back to him.
3: Dude, this is sitting on my hard drive. I downloaded this on (laughs) a whim like four days ago. I'm so excited. Alex, let me give you a quote. So, obviously, the
2: inciting incident. They're in a convoy. They get attacked by ninjas. A lot of people get murdered. Did you get a chance to check the wounds? Yes. Well, what did you find out? Have you ever heard of ninjitsu, sir? (laughs) That's my review of the movie.
1: <laughs> have you ever heard of Magma? <laughs>
2: Let me ask you a follow up question. Does the climactic ninja fight take place in a swimming pool? Who's the same? <laughs> I will say no more, Alex. Enjoy your movie. There's five of them. I'm aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> I see you also have the same IP torrent that I have. <laughs> oh, buddy. It's. Canada in the 80s is something that we really need to bring back. Nothing has ever been quite as powerful since. We deserve it. So, yeah, you know, I watched American Ninja. I'm like, yeah, let me watch something similar. Time to put on Rushmore. A fun <laughs> 80s romp about ninjas. Hey, it turns out it's really good, you guys. Who would have guessed? Let me see. I think my favorite part by far was Bill Murray, which is weird, because I usually don't care about him at all can anyone hear me why is it so yeah, quiet I'm yeah i'm out. sorry okay uh, thank uh, jesus did we miss uh, something
0: is bill murray an american ninja
2: oh i guess you he didn't hear me
0: yeah you must have been talking about rushmore you were kind of cutting in yeah. and out for a little okay bit. i did okay, drop for a second you, i thought you, uh, so because
2: everything got quiet and then discord started beeping a lot yeah could you okay, uh yeah absolutely just restart with Rushmore. so i watched these back to back i finished american ninja had a wonderful time and then decided you know what Let's just keep it rolling. Let's go to Rushmore. It's also on Prime. Why not? And, uh, yeah, surprisingly very pleasant. Who would have guessed, right? What did you like about it
0: specifically?
2: Honestly, like, the one scene that keeps sticking out in my head above all is early in the movie. When you're finding out that Bill Murray just really fucking hates his kids. Like, he's not outwardly, like, abusive or violent with them. He just truly hates his kids. And when they're in the backseat and he's driving... And the kid goes, get your head out of your ass. And he just does the dad move of not saying anything, just no look, reaches back there and tries to smack the shit out. <laughs> that five second performance really resonated with me. Like, he's not screaming, he's just like, what the fuck did you say? And just reaches
0: back there and swats the, You know, the best part about that is apparently uh, Bill Murray actually hated those kids. I believe it. Dude. <laughs> if I ever said that to my dad, holy shit. <laughs>
2: Also, the other thing I liked is of course the high school production of Serpico. The really <laughs> whole
0: scene yeah. is really good. The high school production of Serpico is good. I think the high school production of that Vietnam thing at the end was even better. It's so good. What a fucking heart I should get that on Blu-ray. I, I really, really fucking love that movie.
2: There was definitely the moment of pause after like the third time he tried trying to move on the teacher remember like
0: Wait, he's like 15. Wait a second. Yeah, so like movie. I, I want to I wanna talk about this one because I watched this one with Michelle, and I, I'm not sure if she quite got what I got out of this movie, is, uh, that's a really uncomfortable scene where he he tries to, like, I think he actually lands a kiss on her, and it's definitely the grossest scene in the movie, and you're like, oh, that, you know, he can't be doing that, that's, uh, that sexual assault, brother, uh. And then she she really turns the tables on him. It's like, what, do you think I was going to fuck you? And he, and he you know, kind of mumbles, that's kind of a cheap way to put it. Uh, you kind of realize, like, oh, he wasn't looking for a sexual relationship at all. He was just looking for kind of an abstract uh, conception of love. And then you see him hanging out at his mother's grave. He was looking for a mother figure the entire movie. That's the yeah. point of it. And... Boy, the movie does an incredible job of playing that subtly, but also making clear how important it is.
2: The fact that she's like, oh, you just want a hand job, and then this all be over," and you just see him like am gonna." He
0: just—he is like hiding I in the to, corner, you
2: know. Hate to turn down an offer, but that's not what this is about, man. <laughs> Actually,
0: I was uh, looking for something more substantive.
2: <laughs> Bill Murray just disappearing and then just showing up twenty minutes later, looking like he's about to die, just blackout drunk is also incredibly good.
0: You know, the thing that really bothered Michelle when she was watching is that his uh, his tie is always the same color as his shirt.
2: <laughs> that seems like a move on purpose.
0: Yeah, good I'm pretty sure it was, but still, I can understand why uh, someone who's a little bit more fashion-conscious would uh, not like it very much. Also, Margot, the character of Margot, give her her own movie. I think she's heard it. <laughs> she's so sweet. Yeah.
1: So... <sighs>
2: Alex, I have a problem. Yeah? For two hours, I sat in this very seat waiting for a gator to show up. <laughs> <laughs> there was an a gator to be found. Yeah, Burt
0: Reynolds! Come on!
2: <laughs> hey, you know how I always talk about how 70s movies are too long? Yeah. <laughs> Why is gator two hours?
3: It's a real, real good first, like, 45 minutes. And then you're just like, alright, well, this is still going. I was sitting across the room
2: with headphones on watching it. We t- we've we talked shit multiple times this episode about Christopher Nolan. But those fucking speedboat chases. Across the room, she's like, hey, what are you listening to there? <laughs> It's so fucking loud. It's insane. The, I did not remember that it was directed by Burt Reynolds. So that <laughs> yep. was a that was definitely
0: a treat. I actually didn't know that I've seen this before. Speaking of
2: movies needing subtitles, though, (laughs) my God. (laughs) Guys, is that what
3: I sound like to you guys? So uh, you downloaded the subtitles, right? No, I just kind of went for it. So are you saying you missed any of the wonderful race relations in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to miss them, buddy.
2: (laughs) Just the names alone. (laughs) <laughs> the guy's name is Bama. <laughs> that did <laughs> so much for me. <laughs> God damn! It. Bama and Gator fighting <laughs> for I don't know moonshining runs and also child prostitutes? Question mark. Don't worry about it. And then like f- you're like an hour forty five. It's like all right, let's put a romance in here now. It's like motherfucker, it's time to go. Wrap it up. Get to the big chase already. I don't care if you love this woman. Sorry.
0: You know what's weird is that I'm a little surprised he actually made it through the entirety of this movie. Like this is a very very 70s movie. Yes, it is as 70s as it gets. Runtime at all. I, I legit thought you'd just tap out and be like, "Yeah, there's no gators in it. Uh, yeah, I loved it. So next movie I was." Yeah, I thought the gator was real big. like It starts on a
2: speedboat chase. I'm like, dude, is a gator going to come out of the fucking water and eat one of these dudes? (laughs) Nah, it seems
3: just a gator. God, could you imagine, though?
2: I did I ever. (laughs) So, Chris, have you seen who is Arthur Chu? No. Oh, my God,
0: dude. I should not have mentioned (laughs) that. This
2: is like if Alex made a documentary about Chappie. (laughs) (laughs) i cannot believe he let this get released dude it is it seems like it was made by someone who fucking hates him i don't understand how this got made and released because i forgot all about this dude he was big on fucking liberal twitter shit years ago but like I was following like Virgil Texas before Choppa was even a thing, so I was just on a blockchain immediately. So I've never seen this guy's tweets in the wild. Yeah, same so thing. He just happened doesn't to me. exist to me. Yeah, but like, so he blew up for like a year, and then like four years later, the thing came out, and it talks about Jeopardy a bit, and it talks, you have no idea how much at the end of this movie is about GamerGate. If you just want to frame a frame of reference for what this movie covers
0: so alex do you know who arthur Chu is off the top of your head yes he's the yeah the, okay yeah yeah uh for anyone who doesn't know arthur Chu is this guy who uh went on uh jeopardy and he got pretty good and he used according to wikipedia a unique strategy of just trying to answer a lot of questions instead of getting big ones right or, I, I don't know i wouldn't pay i don't watch jeopardy uh, but I I think he overcame Ken Jennings at one and I Again, I don't watch that. I'm not really paying attention. But he got a lot of notoriety. And Twitter was becoming bigger this time, so Arthur Chu's Twitter account kind of blew up. And he kind of paid a little too much attention to Twitter and not enough attention to his wife.
2: Oh, we'll um, fucking get there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it I, is. Uh, this is... Brutal.
0: Like, when we talk about liberal Twitter, look, I don't read. We hear a real deal in no sex spill. Try not to get too political. But this fucking Arthur Chu guy was uh, almost rather violently left, I suppose. He uh, cared about Gamergate more than I think anyone else in history ever cared about Gamergate. Oh, what's that? Is there footage of him speaking at a Gamergate panel? There sure is. I didn't know that Gamergate had
2: panels. Does that footage a... include him up there with a lady? He gives a little intro. She's like, guys, I'm going to be honest, like... I'm fucking terrified to be up here at the room full of these people. I don't know what's going to happen. And he just picks up the mic and goes, all right, so I want to open it up to questions out there. <laughs> <laughs> Five seconds after she stops talking.
0: So, so uh, there's Parker, boy, before you, you would go honestly, on, can I just, I, I really want to, I really want to read this. Can I please read your letterboxed review? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Uh, Y'all, if a document... Sorry. If Hang a, docu- a second. <laughs> that boy Gator McCluskey's back here. <laughs> get a dog, little loggy. Get a dog. <laughs> if a documentary about me looked like this, it would be my personal The Day the Clown Cried. I would do everything in my power to stop it from ever seeing the light of day. I would put the only film reel in a briefcase, handcuffed to myself, and demand I be buried with it. Jesus Christ. It is...
2: There's two scenes I would like to touch on. Yes.
0: There's a scene where he has dinner with
2: his father. His father very, very clearly hates his guts. <laughs> like, he could not be more disappointed in his loser son, who doesn't have a real job. Which, same, but yeah, still. Wait,
1: wait, uh, actually,
0: that's a fair question. So, after Jeopardy, uh, what was, what does he do? Uh, insurance adjuster and also posting. Yeah. <laughs> And also posting.
2: (laughs) A lot of posting. So his dad, like, he has a brother and sister who have, like, you know, real jobs. His dad loves them. Dad clearly just has nothing to say to this kid. (laughs) Does not want to be at the table with them. So they're sitting there having one of the most agonizingly quiet dinners I've ever seen. And his dad will just not even make eye contact, mumble something at him. And then he'll just be staring at Twitter and go, uh huh. <laughs> the word monosyllabic comes to mind, because when he has his phone out, all you get are these grunts. You get nothing out of him until it's time for him to talk about a post he's writing. So his dad, he's he has to sit him down and be like, "Hey man, I'm not going to do an accent because Jesus Christ, I know what I sound like." Okay. He's like, "Hey, can you just once a week, just one day a week, just like talk to your wife? You know, <laughs> she's really going through it." Yeah. Okay. Please, like, she's really... You no, know, we like her a lot. She's really sweet. She's really struggling right now. Can you just, you know, hear her out? Yeah. And then the dad just goes, Yeah, I gotta get back to the office. I gotta finish up some work. And then just picks up the pill and just fucking ghosts his own son at a dinner. <laughs> so that's scene number one, which is brutal to watch. And then it gets worse. His lovely wife, who has, like, chronic pain issues walks with a cane, and also just does everything around the house while this oaf... Like, you'll see her, like, struggling to walk around, like, making food, and you just see him laying on his back on the bed, tweeting. And it's... It's the kind of shit you don't put in a movie like this on accident. <laughs> so he's just over there posting, and she's doing everything. She's working a real job while, you know, literally having to walk with a cane in her, like, late 20s. And there's a scene we're there at a diner and she oh. is very clearly on the verge of like a full-on breakdown oh, like I she know. is she is struggling you can tell look i can't read women because i've never spoken to one in person Same. but you can it's very audible like very clear that she is fighting back tears she is telling him like she is really really going through a lot and he's just giving this like eh. yeah yeah And she's just talking about how, like, the world just seems like a real bad place and she doesn't feel like anything she can do can help right now. He's like, yeah, so I'm working on this article for this thing. And she just kind of sits there for a second and sits in that. That she was, like, bearing her soul and he just cut her off to talk about some shit he's writing for the Daily Wire or whatever. And she's like, oh, well, maybe I could help with that? And he's like, nah. And then just goes back to tweeting. (laughs) It is one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever seen in my life. This poor woman looks like she's about to just start bawling in this restaurant. He won't even put the phone down. He's just posting so hard. And, you know, I get it. Because, like, I'm over here like, oh, yeah, loaf sucks so bad. And my girlfriend's like, oh, my God, please, I'm so hungry. I'm like, yeah, it's great, babe, whatever. Hey, love, did you eat a lot at your bachelor party? (laughs) don't (laughs)
3: You're really proud of that one, huh?
0: <laughs> that was a good, one. I'll give him credit for it. I <laughs> like this dude. His entire
2: life is just posting. It's all it is. Every time you see him with his greasy-ass hair, he's just laying down grunting and tweeting. Whole, everyone around him is like, Please, God. I'm, everything hurts. I can't she's like outside building a little like enclosure for one of their cats and then you just cut inside. And he's just laying on the bed just scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And then he cut to the kitchen where she's making food and he's just sitting there at the table, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And then they cut to dinner with the dinner she made and he's got his phone on the table and he's just scrolling Holy shit.
0: Oh man.
1: Fucking
2: hate this dude. (laughs) This is a fucking hit piece if I've ever seen one. Also, why would this exist? Because who gives a fuck about Arthur Chu? <laughs> like, he had to self-fund this. And this movie comes out, and it makes him look like the biggest oaf
0: monster. It is incredibly good. Well, I'll, I'll give you guys some good news. Parker, I hope you, stick, you stuck around for the end credits. Uh, apparently his wife split up with him after uh, this movie. So, uh, oh, can yeah, that's the why. final
2: line of like... They are now separated. It's like well, it's, at least we have a happy ending. It's truly like the portals opening in Avengers Endgame.
0: Everyone's standing and I don't cheering. Know what and in that movie. But uh, the only sad news is that Arthur Chu is still alive. What else did you watch? <laughs> I have. I
2: think one more thing I would like to talk about. Let me double check. Yes. So you guys are familiar with Starship Troopers, right? I think we did an episode on it.
0: Yeah, and someone with the uh, laser beam swords. Yeah.
2: So you know how our brave troopers just relentlessly murder these giant <laughs> bug creatures? I know
3: where this is going. Yeah, you know, oh it's just no. these
2: disgusting insects with no dialogue or motive. Like, it's just these big oh, fucking the bugs that, that attack our boys and have to be gunned down.
0: Yeah.
2: So 13 hours, the secret soldiers have been <laughs> <laughs> I... Do we just turn this into a mini-episode, Alex? Because I have a lot to talk about. Absolutely. Should we start with the real-life footage of Gaddafi being dragged through the street and murdered? (laughs) Or do we talk about the stylized shot of the Libyans shooting the American flag? This
3: movie is so fucking cool,
2: dude. It is. I went down a rabbit hole. Because I was watching it with my lady friend here. And I'm like, hey, you remember Benghazi, right? Did you know that a Something Awful dude died in there? <laughs> and then they name dropped the guy in the movie. <laughs> so I Google his name to find out that his mother spoke at the RNC in 2016 to talk about how Hillary Clinton's responsible for her son dying. <laughs> so I'm just deep in this vile rat lore. Like this guy who played Eve on Live and was a Something Awful mod and just gets fucking murked in Benghazi. And now he's in the tribute card at the end of a Michael Bay movie. (laughs) (sighs) The absolute nerve of this movie to be two and a half hours.
3: (laughs) Michael Bay is the coolest human being alive. It's... I
2: think what I appreciated most about it is how it just keeps glossing over the fact that we're absolutely not supposed to be there. <laughs> <laughs> like our good friend Office Jim, the our hero shows up. And they're like, is, is this it? It's like a door and like a bunch of Libyans. So you pay like thirty dollars a day. Like, where's where's all the high tech stuff? They're like, yeah, well, this isn't really technically an embassy. You're like, huh? And then it just cuts to the next scene of him talking to his kids. You're like, no, wait a second. What do you mean this is an embassy? What? Do they know they're there? What are we doing there? And don't worry about it. It's fine. Don't worry about why we just have a secret base in Libya doing black market deals. It's fine. It's our boys. We love our troops, don't we, folks? Do you think we should let Michael Bay do dramatic retellings of all conflicts?
3: I feel like anytime anything happens, we should have a Michael Bay version and an Aaron Sorkin version and both come out the same oh week God. and we just see who, what oh more God. people watch.
2: <laughs> Dude, I can't believe this movie bombed. This only made like 60 million on a 50 budget That's insane I, I contributed to that 60 million I'm proud of you Because you just assume like every Michael Bay Transformers movie Makes like a billion dollars You would assume like oh probably at least cleared a hundred
3: Like come on No this is a fucking bomb But also like and who was this for Like genuinely I mean this is
2: after American Sniper made all of the money If you made American Sniper direct by Michael Bay Do you think I'm not watching that Are you kidding me First of all, they'd get a real baby in there. You'd see a lot of it. Like, it's super long, but I guess it it works in a way, because it really lets you feel just the unrelenting wave after wave after wave of people. It's like, that's kind of the point. But also, it's two and a half hours.
3: Also, like, if I had to guess, I would assume that's not how it happened. Just a thought. I think I have
2: two favorite parts that really, really stuck with me. The first one is at the end of the movie. They have that dude, Amal, that helps them out. The Libyan guy. The movie ends, they get to go home, and the Den of Thieves guy just yells, Hey man, you gotta fucking fix your country, dude. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) (laughs) And they just leave. And this guy gets to just walk back to his war-torn fucking country that we destabilized. (laughs) And then, my second favorite part, which might be... In retrospect, my favorite, favorite part. First of all, just the title card would be like, Eh, it's a failed state. It's an Isis stronghold. It's like, weird. Wonder what coup happened to make that happen. Don't worry about it. But at the end, they go through all of this. Like, the fucking... It's like the end of Animal House. Like, ah, this person retired and is with his family. This guy retired and is with his family. And it goes through all these, and then it has all, like, the people who died. And the movie ends with a dedication... But only to the two operators who died. The other guys that were actually stationed there, fuck them. They get dick. <laughs> Those tech nerds, they die off screen. They literally just open a door and they're like, oh shit, there's a dead guy in there. And then when the operators die, it's a full Michael Bay slow motion <laughs> <laughs> like event. Because no one cares about these fucking pencil pushing nerds in Washington. Our boys are in there fighting for us. Why are they there? Question mark. Don't worry about it. What a powerful film. (laughs) It is... I watched that first thing this morning. (laughs) It is... Dude, it's a lot, man. It's a lot to take. It's a lot of psychology going on. Oh, yeah. Because you look at some reviews, like, wow, it's, like, stunningly not political. It's like, man, you're a fucking baby brain.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What are you you talking about? (laughs) There's, like...
2: 500 dead Libyans, one of them gets a line of dialogue. <laughs> like, like, they're just mowed down like grunts in Halo. They don't have emotions or feelings. Uh. Big fan of the slow motion shot of them praying with just AK forty six.
3: The the extremely limited amount of dialogue from the non white people in this movie reminds me of uh, fucking Mac in that in the episode where they make the ISIS video. <laughs> just standing in the background, we will kill you with our weapons. Ooh. Like.
2: There's so much unintentional criticism of America that's definitely not on purpose because they just keep talking about I like I are what they have the one guy there to translate for him so it's like wait so y'all just like built up a stronghold and showed up with no one who could speak the language and you're getting mad that like the people don't want you there and hey, don't worry about it Jim's there you like the office right <laughs> he's there he's got and six like kids at home <laughs> it's like all of the politics in the movie you're like wait a second. We should definitely not have that station there, right? Like, no one knows about it. So we just have a secret base where we're buying RPGs on the black market? Hey, where are those RPGs going? Hey, don't worry about it. <laughs> Movie's on. <laughs> don't ask questions, dude. It's fine.
3: <laughs> what an absolutely cool movie. That is surprisingly watchable. It. That's the thing with Michael Bay. is like the whole time you're watching it. This is fucking stupid. This is so dumb. Why am I watching this? And then credits roll and you're like, huh, that was pretty good. Every so, time this happens
2: how many fucking Skype calls to families do we, we get a whole montage of everyone talking to their loved ones at home it's like bro you're not navy seals like you have to remember like they're just mercs yeah. like they're just dudes who took a job to go in secret to this foreign country like they don't have they're not stationed there they took this gig like yeah I'll just Go to this Middle East country that's in this giant upheaval? Sure, yeah. I'll just go head out there and station with my boys. Phase what? Oh, yeah. What? What troop are you with? (laughs) Oh, yeah. What's your platoon? Uh, What? Oh, no. I'm just just going. All right, man. You didn't have to leave your wife with her six children, but okay.
3: I feel like... I I, I get it, though. I feel like this
2: is why Philip Rivers keeps playing football. (laughs) Just... (laughs) That scene of her just at the drive-thru at McDonald's, just like, just give me whatever, I don't care, I six screaming kids. Yeah. Rivers just imagines that and is like, yeah, I could probably play another year. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> Alright, and that's all for me. I'm almost caught up on assignments. You know, yeah. that aren't TV shows, but that's a different story. Yeah. Okay, um, Chris, I don't think you understand how long Dragon Ball is, and that the Red Ribbon Saga was like forty fucking episodes. <laughs> you assigned that, was that to yourself. A struggle,
0: it was endless. I never assigned fucking Dragon Ball to you. Oh, we were already in the middle of it. Yeah, you can't just I like stop. To watch two shows at once. That's fair. You right. can't that's watch
2: fair... two shows at once. That's yeah. Because the Funimation awesome. app costs money.
0: I can't just be burning months here. That's a good point. Yeah, you gotta you gotta use it. Okay, in that case, uh, an hour and a half in, let's talk about Terminal Velocity, uh, (laughs) Drop Zone (laughs) 2. So this movie stars a number of people who are not Wesley Snipes. Ordinarily, I'd say I don't care about them. But Charlie Sheen, he's an actor, you guys might remember, they made some memes about him. Okay, They also have Shooter McGavin, (laughs) Shooter McGavin with a blonde wig. Uh, I think that's his hair, dude. <laughs> it might be.
2: Uh <laughs> it works the, the 90s? How do we show that he's Russian? You dye that shit blonde, dude. It's like
0: fucking white Russian Cisco dude. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And uh James Gandolfini. <laughs> <laughs> Who, uh... Noted
2: Russian James Gandolfini. <laughs> <laughs> That's it really throws you off the cell. You'll never see it
0: coming. Uh and an interesting one. Are you guys familiar with Natasia Kinski? No. Okay. Probably. Uh, she is the daughter of Klaus Kinski. Now you know that name, right? Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. yeah. Oh, oh indeed. <laughs> she has um, some stories about her dad. She, uh, oh, she lived a pretty tough life. Um, for those yeah. of you who don't know, Klaus Kinski... How do I say it? Uh, nice. Uh, Parker. Maybe let's not tread that water. Parker, the, I'll tell you episode. what, I, I know a good way to put this so I can censor most of it. Parker, you said, uh, after I watched fucking, uh, what was it? Nosferatu, the vampire, the 1979 version, you're like, the reason it's the best adaptation of Dracula is because they cast an actual vampire in the lead role. Correct. <laughs> Dude, that is a, a good way to describe Klaus Kinski. So I want to say, uh, I'm only going to say positive things about Natasha Kinski because that is a think tough a childhood to come out of. I think a lot about
2: Werner Herzog saying his biggest regret is not murdering Klaus Kinski when he had the chance.
0: <laughs> I would line. totally agree with him. That's like the one downside. It's like, dude, you had multiple opportunities. With he a could have saved
2: so much hurt if he just fucking murked this dude. He also... Yeah, we're going to go
0: film with these natives out here. It's fine. Yeah, you walk, know, the damnedest thing is that he says that the reason he didn't kill us like, yeah, we would have lost the rest of the movie. And part of me is just like, well, that's really a fair point. You know? Small <laughs> price to pay. Yeah. Anyway. But the content. Exactly. So, um, she is driving through, uh, the fields and, uh, as she's driving, I'm like trying to describe what she's doing and I'm like, she's digging through the ditches and burning through, Hey, wait a second. And then a plane almost lands on her, uh, which means she's having a tough time and, uh, she goes home, takes off her pants. and starts roundhouse kicking bad guys in her hallway. Uh, wouldn't you? I mean, I would, but here's the thing: I got long legs. So if I tried to roundhouse kick in my hallway, I'd be hitting like the wall. Parker, can you roundhouse kick in your hallway? You got a tight window background. Oh, my legs are just so long, <laughs> <laughs> so tall. I would never be able to do it.
1: Whatever, I'm, I'm just the new Many people over here. are saying I have the longest legs. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: thought my legs were regular length, but it turns out. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs>
0: Okay, so let's let's we might as well talk about Shooter McGavin's hair. I he's you, so see cool. It. He's just I mean what am I supposed to do with this guy? This is if like, we were all watching like, this in the I, same the, room, the, we would have been we would have been falling over each other, we would have knocked over the table, you know? The
2: only
3: <laughs> like Shaq at a roast
2: dude. <laughs> the
0: only way I can think to describe Shooter McGavin's hair
3: is it looks like something you would pick for yourself when you're making a really stupid character in a video game. Yeah. Oh, like, God. scrolling he's through the options be my going like, character. like, hold on, I could use that hair to, I
0: could turn, it- turn it this color? <laughs> Learning time, Shooter McGavin's hair was actually his deliberate <laughs> choice. It looks like a
3: fucking, like, wacky in Lieutenant Surge's gym. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so oh hello
2: brother, you hit the wrong switch.
0: <laughs> so thanks. They beat reload the reload my save. Yeah. So all the <laughs> shit. So all the the men's beat the shit out of Natasha Kinski and they leave her, I guess, semi catatonic in her shower or something. I don't know. Uh, and or oh no, that's God. her. I guess it's maybe that's her roommate or something. Yeah. By yeah.
2: the way, this jump cut to this woman just getting the shit beat out of her by Shooter McGavin. Her like just sitting in the shower, like looking like, oh fuck, my life is over. Just the jump cut to the squealing guitar and Charlie <laughs> Sheen skydiving. Yeah, all
0: right, let's talk about oh this fucking my scene. God. All five foot three of Charlie Sheen base jumping off a building, unleashing an American flag parachute like he's Billy Mitchell, and then landing at an eight year old's birthday party in Central Park, wearing assless chaps and say "kiss this" on each cheek. <laughs> We need, yeah, really them, like, to, huh? <laughs> we need to go back. They I really mean, don't make it like they used to. That's the movie right there. Whatever else happens, I didn't take notes. So. <laughs> I just paused it. Like... <laughs> it's was...
2: such whiplash because, like, when I first saw it, it was like, I'm kind of happy. I wasn't really like grown in the era of Charlie Sheen leading man. And then five <laughs> minutes later, I was like, okay, well, actually, <laughs> I can admit when I'm wrong. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs>
0: Can you imagine like not seeing this in 1994? You know, like you have we, to make this appointment viewing. I would.
2: God, imagine seeing this in a theater, you guys.
0: <laughs> Just seeing it with not every other person, coming. like this. Like I cannot watch it. I actually made a note about this. I can't watch this movie even on my TV, my big beautiful goddamn TV, without smelling. I've pop. always heard I had a normal TV. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah, this is gonna be a thing now, isn't it? I hope so. I can't I will never wa- explain it to anyone. I can't watch this movie without smelling popcorn. Okay, I've been
2: told I have the biggest kernels.
0: Shut up. Okay, so he uh, gets fired from the eight-year-old's birthday party because he thought it was a stripper's birthday party. Oh, oh, oh. And uh, then, yeah, then he goes back to, I guess, the airfield uh, where he works and he teaches skydiving because uh, know, people need a job. And I guess that's his girlfriend who looks like Paul McCartney with the black hair. She looks yeah, okay, dead ass that. like Paul McCartney.
2: It took me a second, but you know what? Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to push back. Yeah,
0: was like, what the fuck is that? Every single time. And, she, and he was just like, yeah, well, you know, I don't know if I can go skydiving anymore. And she's like, well baby, you could drive by, call." You know, I'd like.
2: <laughs> Who's this joining us? Is it oh, might my God, Sir McCartney? Thank you.
0: It, it, Paul McCartney that was might an actually angel? Be him, just because he's dressed up as a woman. <laughs> by the way, fucking his outfit in this scene. When I say his, it's totally <laughs> so his outfit in this scene. He's dressed with like a blue popped collar in like Elvis hair and I gotta wonder about the showmanship of skydivers can you imagine like does your hair stay that way in like the Elvis pompadour when you like you dive out of a plane I kind of think it'd be wild cause like the you know g-force winds and stuff
3: but, like imagine if you had gel that did that
0: like you would use it all the time <laughs> imagine the gel <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
0: yeah, yeah I just so poured I... some
3: quick into my hair so I wouldn't ruin it by skydiving <laughs>
0: Yeah, I just put Crisco on <laughs> my hair. Man, you think that's what happened to Shooter McGavin?
1: Uh no, that's oh no, called no, wrong Asian container. container. <laughs> Classic mistakes. <laughs>
0: Speaking of accents, uh, Natasha. He
2: keeps K- fluctuating between a Russian accent and then just talking like Christopher McDonald, and it's really. Well, he keeps
0: fluctuating between the Russian accent and shrieking. We'll get to that. But, uh, anyway. Hey, we need to go in there. Oh, terminate the building now.
2: Yeah, check that door.
0: What? I had to rewind it. It's like, who's he talking to? He's he <laughs> talking to James Gandolfini for most of it. Anyway, so uh, oh he God. meets Natasha Kinsky, who, again, compliment, does a whole bunch of different, uh, uh, languages. She was uh, multilingual, so uh, that's, that, that must be pretty tough. Anyway, in this, she's doing a Valley Girl uh, accent for some reason. I guess to make herself seem more innocent. She's like, like, oh my God, I'd love to go skydiving. Like this poster, it says, uh, "Parachute with a friend, jump her bones." And it's like she's got boobs and stuff like that. And like, yeah, Charlie Sheen, let's go skydiving with this guy. And she's like, no, 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 I have to go skydiving today. Uh, if I don't go skydiving today, uh, I'll die. He's like, okay, sure, fine, let's go.
3: The, this scene would be very confusing to anyone who's never done drugs. <laughs> Chris, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, this, I, speaking of confusion. Yeah. Do people Sorry. act like
3: that? Let me tell you.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: Yes. <laughs> it's just the idea of being like, someone coming up just that minute can be like, cool yes i'm gonna strap you to me. we're gonna jump out of a plane like no you turn her around now <laughs> what are
0: you doing and you just <laughs> have let to her get up go. there right this second just, well hot dog let me get the paperwork just let her go into the backyard urinate and look for bigfoot for 20 minutes that's exactly yeah so sure. they're up in the plane and he's explaining to her yeah when you jump out of a plane you have to pull this cord so you don't fucking die And she's like, why would I want uh, parachute advice from a walking penis? He says, I'm actually a flying penis. And uh, if I'd been in the theater, there might have been like two or three people who would have laughed at that. Um, (laughs) Present. (laughs) (laughs) He then speaks to the pilot Parker, did you recognize this pilot? Well, no, I didn't, Chris. Well, the pilot is actually played (laughs) by. You know what? That's two, motherfucker. They'll say
3: 16 Dragon Balls. It Par- sure does.
0: I, I, well, Parker, uh, you actually sound more like Brett Butler, if anyone. Um, Parker, I'll tell you that I did recognize the pilot because he was in a movie that you assigned me, or rather, a TV mini series, specifically, The Shining mini series. That was. Were they flying on dusty crop? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Shit. Oh, Alex was saving that one. I bet. Uh, no, that was that was a uh, Dick Halloran. He was a black guy from The Shining. Oh, that's who played him? Jesus. Yeah, but it was the T V version, the really shitty version, the one with like the not Scatman Crothers version. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, recognize that. Anyway, she decides, oh, I'll just off myself, and she jumps out and she just peggy hills herself on the ground.
2: (laughs) (laughs) The faraway shot of that thud, you're like, oh, is this shoot gonna? Oh, <laughs> okay. huh.
0: Different movie. It's from like the what
2: scene in The Other Guys when The Rock and Samuel Jackson jump off the roof <laughs> to the Foo
0: Fighters. I... Aim for the bushes. <laughs> the first oh, thing we're going to do, let's do this, <laughs> is distribute the rocket
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Joke for three people. Anyway, uh, most yeah. of ours are, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Charlie Sheen is really beat up about this, mostly because someone died on his watch and he could go to jail for this. So yeah, uh, he, he decides to investigate by breaking into her apartment and investigating her record collection. She has three different Bruce Springsteen albums, so She deserved it. by terrible taste. Yeah. Well, she probably <laughs> killed herself after listening to all of them. I would do the same thing.
2: Hey, so uh, this woman died
0: in your care. and Now your fingerprints all over her house. What's up, man? <laughs> is that something you want to tell us? <laughs> And, uh, Shooter McGavin comes in to remind us why we're watching this. And, I'd just like to say, he does to Charlie Sheen what he wanted to do to Elijah Wood.
1: (laughs) Just starts throwing him around the
0: house. (laughs) Breaking furniture. No (laughs) potato! No parachutes! (laughs) No saving up so ready. (laughs) I wasn't even saving that. I just did it once you went no potatoes. <laughs> He's
2: just ready to kick that kid through the fucking wall and finally he gets to let it out.
0: <laughs> I mean, Charlie Sheen is about the same height, so, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: this ends today, you fucking dweeb, and just fucking pawns him through that wall.
0: Papa, Papa, I finally found a sport that I can play. <laughs> <laughs> Lowers his helmet, and takes him. Down. <laughs> Shooter McGavin versus Bigfoot, who would win? Okay, so uh, he does some more digging, and. This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. He watches an interview of some, of a different dumb blonde, and in the background, he sees a person falling to the ground. And he notices, this is almost like an X-Files episode, he notices in the background, there was a second plane on the grassy <laughs> knoll.
3: What does it mean? It must be aliens, right, Scully? <laughs>
2: And These he's... horses know this is an American
0: plane. <laughs> Something's wrong. You know, the damnedest part about it is in the second plane, Gary Busey jumps out of it and wraps his legs around that girl and guides her into the power lines <laughs> with his Zubas on. Oh my god, who was that? Now our team's four strong. <laughs> All right, man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> fucking sick. Where does Zubas as he kicks her into the fucking power lines? <laughs>
0: Anyway, uh, turns out she wasn't actually dead. That was uh, just Peggy Hill's body. So uh, she's alive, and he has to join their avalanche strike force. Is that the yeah, name of the...
2: Many questions here about, hey, sorry we framed you for murder. Also, join us, or are you going to go to prison?
0: <laughs> okay, We have to go
3: skydive again right now. <laughs>
0: You, you have to skydive with us And we're going to break into this power plant And also there's this alien who every six years Has to fight us with jujitsu. <laughs> oh man Better movie? Different <laughs> The portal opens the <laughs> parachute <of ships> <laughs> Chris McDonald I just want to talk about how much Chris McDonald Fucking screams throughout this entire movie He must have been <laughs> abusing his vocal cords He's
2: really giving it his all For some reason
0: yeah, well, I don't know what it was. He is just <laughs> shouting the entire time. Him and James Gandolfini, who is just smirking the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never watched The Sopranos. what <clears throat> is my voice, Jesus. I've never watched The Sopranos, but I can't imagine he smirks this much in it.
3: Hey, uh, uh, Parker, you remember when you watched, uh, What's that movie called? The is it the Rift Gun. with the the submarine and the gooey special effects? Yes, and uh, you know that fucking Ray Wise is the bad guy because he's the only person in the movie that you've ever seen before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that, except he's also doing the bad guy smirk from his first scene.
2: <laughs> he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm just you know, I'm just investigating." You're like, "Okay, okay, <laughs> whatever." You fucking same movie. Oh, actually, I am bad guy. Yeah. We know. You don't say, man. We're at minute 57. Maybe <laughs> maybe don't play your cards so close to the vest. I don't know what to tell you.
3: <laughs> the a cool movie. I mean, we do get this
0: extremely dope uh, junkyard shootout, though. So... Oh, that that's fucking scene. He's about to say, oh, don't worry about the cylinder. I have it in my... Then someone shoots a rocket launcher at a completely different vehicle.
3: <laughs> away. I know. <laughs> it's like, like when you get the fucking 2% mischance in XCOM. It just blows up another <laughs> building entirely.
2: <laughs> a lot of MacGruber vibes
0: from this movie. And probably not on purpose. <laughs> really good okay so uh i have a question for you guys just throwing it out there why do they keep calling charlie sheen ditch like that's obviously not his character's name there's no way that they called him we're not naming our car ditch Ditch brody (laughs) that's oh my god i didn't realize josh had two famous
2: cousins (laughs) (laughs) how do you think he gets to all these tournaments (laughs) he just gets parachuted in (laughs) Imagine tandem jumping with Charlie Sheen. Like, that's
0: such a fucking horrifying movie premise on its own. Can you imagine Charlie Sheen? You're just holding on to Charlie Sheen's back, your legs wrapped around his torso. You're just like, yeah, use the down air from Pikachu in order to uh, <laughs> neutralize his move.
2: Yeah, you know, it's just you and me up there. Nothing but us and the elements. I'm going to be strapped to you. Hard as jump. I'm oh, no. fucking sick, dude. Cool movie. <laughs> oh, wow. <that's, laughs> Has not she
0: been through enough? You know it's weird, Parker, that you talk about that up there in the elements, just those two. No items. Exactly. Yeah. The way God intended. Yeah. You know, that's what Bazahiro Sakurai really wanted. So uh, Guys, we need to get back on focus here. There's a rocket yeah. car
3: and... <laughs> Tell me about the
2: rocket they car. they introduced that car, I'm like, I wonder if that's going to come back later. <laughs> I assumed it'd be like the end of the movie.
1: No. <laughs> tell me about the rocket, rocket car, shootout.
2: <laughs> When they hop in that fucking rocket car and go flying on, I don't understand why this exists and why there's a fucking time cop wall at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> it exists solely to give them A really stupid way to get out <laughs> They get in the rocket car Go flying and then ejecto-sito Cause <laughs> the same
1: You know what's weird well, bit- though There's not a whole lot of skydiving In this
0: movie There's also all
2: of this fucking Talk of like yeah you know I was a gymnast So I was getting him to go to the Olympics but we boycotted I'm like man how are they going to shoehorn that into the ending <laughs> <laughs> Oh
1: Well,
0: yeah, we'll get to, we'll get to that. He must have gone to the end,
2: like, all right, and then you do some gymnast stuff. He's like, no. So that was... No, Charlie, it's, gymnastics isn't gay. It's, no, (laughs) no, he's in his trailer. All right, well, I guess we'll rewrite it. (laughs) Whatever.
0: So, So, anyway, uh, okay, we'll get to that. But, like, he, he crash lands, and I guess they think that they lost the, uh... The cylinder, which is basically the disc, and Natasha Kinski is re- regaling him with tales of her childhood and her three-legged dog called Tripod. Very funny. And uh, you know, people he... are saying
3: that I am also called Tripod.
0: <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> oh, good one.
3: Good one. Shit. Have you guys heard about my
2: massive
0: three-legged dog? <laughs> We didn't talk about the Clifford the Bank Red Dog uh, movie that's coming out. It's the talk of the town. I thought my dog Clifford was a normal dog all these years. All the girls are now telling me that it is the biggest, reddest dog. <laughs> that dog God to fucking tropics. <laughs> It got bad online.
2: They've never seen a dog so red in their whole life. It's crazy. <laughs>
0: Oh, a red rocket, indeed. So, so anyway, back to, the, <laughs> rover, <let> <laughs> so, back to the red rover. come over.
3: So anyway,
0: back to the movie Natasha where Kinski, we find out
3: that the cylinder is so they can steal back their Nazi gold.
0: Not their Soviet gold. I I say this only because there is one line that was intended to be funny that actually made me laugh out loud. Uh, Natasha Kinsky reveals that she used to be part of the KGB. To which uh, Charlie Sheen responds, KG used to be. <laughs> which
1: is that's pretty good.
3: Fucking hilarious. <laughs> that really, that's, that's really got me. That's one of those lines, one of lines that is, is like the funniest Amplified 10x just by the person delivering it being Charlie Sheen.
0: <laughs> yes, that was, that seriously <laughs> made me laugh really hard. It's like, really hard. you I hear that and, that and again.
3: you go, this could have been an ad lib.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they repeat it like five times. They know they've got gold.
0: <laughs> he's just... 1994, he's just... KG well used to be Look at the camera, wink. thank you, Ronald Reagan. Your legacy is intact. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, they uh, shoot each other some more, and, uh... Can we fast forward to Shooter McGavin's death scene? Because, uh...
2: Dude, we can like... We're, like, an hour in, and I still don't understand, like... Wait, so they need the documents for a coup for the Russian... I don't give a shit, man. I was promised
0: skydiving. Dude. Shooter McGavin's death scene. They (laughs) They do the Furious 7 car drop. This is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. This is 1994, by the way. Okay? 1994, they pulled the shit off. So there's this car. Was that a charger? Was that a Dodge Charger in the car? I don't know. There's a car in this plane, and they drop it out. And Charlie Sheen and Shooter McGavin are both in it and they're fighting with each other they're going and they're just punching each other and I think at one point Shooter McGavin says give me your parachute and <laughs> now Charlie Sheen does not bother to respond but if he had bothered to respond I think he would have said no <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, and anyway they- hey, Chris do you remember why he comes back to fight Shooter McGavin why he has a change of heart because he has the picture in his wallet of her holding a newspaper with a sign that says, Ditch Brody did not kill me. Yeah. Like, oh damn, I gotta go save
0: this girl. Yeah, they have I a to a fight go save of Russia. Bar. They have a fight at bar like it's the right stuff or something. And she shows that she is a person of good heart and not Russian by, uh, by, pro- by giving him the physical proof that would uh, clear his name. That's like the shittiest thing I've ever heard. Oh my God! So, she's
3: not just a Russian; she's one of the good ones. I've got to get up there, you sir, man with biplane. We need to intercept
0: this 747. Oh yeah, he fucking deputizes this guy. You know what'd be better? You just go to the biplane guy from The Mummy,
2: <laughs>
0: or he just
2: like don't you have plane guys on deck?
0: Yeah, aren't you, you skydiving for guy? a living? Yeah, get the Dick Halloran from the Shining miniseries. Well, Parker's not. future. That's not so. Anyway, uh, what is that? Uh You don't have enough Dragon Balls to stop that. Even Shenron uh, can I do. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. So, Shooter McGavin's death scene is a trip. But then he gets launched out, of the that, which is even better because as he's falling down to the ground, screaming like he just got kicked out of a building in Urban Legend, he fires. <laughs> that's back again. He fires his gun at the car several time, going, No! I'll get you for this, Spider-Man! <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> what I couldn't stop thinking is, like, they took her onto this cargo plane. Wouldn't you wear a parachute just in case? That's all I'm thinking. <laughs> Maybe just in case something goes wrong. You might want to have a parachute on you in case you fall out of the back of the plane in a car and get launched by ditch Brody. <laughs>
0: That's not his real name. They just call him that. You're making stuff up. So, I want to talk about the real death scene in this movie. James Gandolfini.
1: Oh my god! God. (laughs) I... That's why we watch this, I feel like. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Natasha Kinsky and Charlie Sheen both land on the ground and they have the disc or the cylinder or the dildo or whatever. And they're making out or whatever, like, oh, I'm so happy being alive and not getting the shit kicked out of me. And wouldn't you know it, James Gandolfini Lance reminds them that he is, in fact, part of this movie with his body by Jason Alexander. And he starts <laughs> kicking the shit out of this former KGB agent, this KGB, this KG used to be agent. Uh, beats her to a pulp And then starts Beating up uh, Charlie Sheen uh, And I'm, I'm going to tell you this He is giving Charlie Sheen the business Okay? like he's, he's got blood all over his face I'm like, oh my god, they're both going to die He's going to get away with it And then Charlie Sheen has a brilliant idea It's like, oh yeah, this is a skydiving movie What if I activate his parachute? <laughs> and it turns out The orange man was right all those windmills? All the, <laughs> they are, in fact, dangerous as shit.
2: I would like to rescind all of our previous Jerk of the Week nominations. That <laughs> was weird that he yelled Wombo Combo as he pulled his shoot and he died. Almost <laughs> as dangerous as the Viking Stadium.
0: <laughs> that bird
1: holocaust. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs>
0: Boy, that's you're welcome, Dan. <laughs> Dan's having a great really time this is. week. <laughs> yeah, this is the longest podcast we've done, and I don't know how long he's just like, Oh, all right, we're also the end
2: of the movie. Let's take a detour. We're talking about birds flying
0: <laughs> into Minnesota Stadium, again. <laughs> babe. Babe, they mentioned me a second time. Okay, so... no one's
3: so ever gonna is... be able to accuse him of not having friends again. He's got the evidence. <laughs> You know, some say I have the most dead birds of (laughs) Japanese. I thought there were a normal amount of birds killed by my house. Okay. I've
0: (laughs) never seen so (laughs)
1: many
0: dead (laughs) birds. Wow, isn't that nice? I have all these dead birds. I wonder how many dead birds you guys have. So, uh, the movie is somehow not over. We go to... 41, for the record. (laughs) We go to Russia. We go to Russia and, you know, Charlie Sheen wanted to be a gymnast, but he didn't get the gold medal because he wasn't good enough. And uh, in this one, he gets a gold, I guess, the gold medal of Russia. Is, Dude, just it's for
3: about. this fucking movie to end the same way that Return of the Jedi ends is so <laughs> goddamn just, funny. It's
2: almost as embarrassing as, hey, Chewie, <laughs> we got you a medal too. Aren't you happy now?
0: It sucks. You know, that, that's the not to say, the they didn't give Keith. Tripod the medal. <laughs> Probably because of his monster dog. Anyway, so... I, I <laughs> he ends with him getting the Star Wars ceremony and then just walking off going, Ha! Huh, yes, you
2: actually do have a three-legged dog. Freeze frame. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright. Okay, so here's the weird we the thing, thing about this. Abuse. I want to I talk about this. Speaking of racism. So, they're in Russia and he gets the, <laughs> the gold medal for... I don't know, communist bravery. And he just starts to he starts like saluting all of the uh, the soldiers, right? And when he salutes, all the soldiers salute. And he does like right hand salute, left hand salute, and everyone's saluting what he does. And then he accidentally scratches his hair with his Elvis haircut and they all start saluting. Dude, that is a racist joke for Japanese or Chinese people, okay? <laughs> That's you got your racisms mixed up here.
2: It's the nineties. You yeah, just gotta make it work. Honestly,
0: yeah, it's like ah, they're in Asia. It's the same thing.
2: <laughs> I kind of like we talked about before. Movies in the sixties will just end. I do appreciate in the nineties where they carry that tradition of like, huh, look at that freeze frame. Yep, that's start rolling what credits. It's We're done. Movies over. About. What a good ass movie that has like fifty minutes of filler you can skip. Over. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I wasn't as bored as. You would think I would be. It,
0: it's, it's only so, like um,
3: 105 minutes. It's really, really digestible. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: the middle of the movie is just incomprehensible. Yeah.
0: So, here... You want oh, to yeah. talk about <laughs>
2: finding a Sith Wayfinder to go into the closet to take down the fucking rack and then look inside of it and you find that. Then you take it to the Death Star. Like, it makes no goddamn sense. But then James Gandolfini gets turbine. <laughs> so, you know...
0: That was, oh what was God, what a fucking scene, dude. So here's the main question. Which one's better, Drop Zone or Terminal Velocity? Well, Serious question. Like, which one do you think is
2: One has a lot more skydiving and also Wesley Snipes.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I, think... I'm actually leaning more towards Drop Zone because I think Wesley Snipes really puts it over the top. Better story in Terminal Velocity, but I'm going to go with Wesley Snipes most times.
3: I feel like... James Gandolfini and Gary Buse's characters should swap places.
1: <gasps>
0: like... Oh, that's that's a choice right okay, there. Okay, so here's the thing. You combine them.
1: <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Make your three hours... <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gary Busey should have been sucked into a wind turbine. I that's how you wanna want, want to hear in real life, I'm <laughs> Gary sure.
3: Busey do a Russian accent more than I want to breathe.
2: Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. You know he
0: We're going to take this it. back to the lab. Uh, we're going to get some results. Yeah, and Bigfoot comes in at the end. Okay, uh, let's... Nailed it. Good job. Yeah, so... Uh, Many people are saying that, that I have the foot? biggest feet. <laughs> <laughs> I thought <both laughs> they <had> were regular-sized <laughs> feet, but... <laughs> Sorry, Parker. I should have let you do that.
2: <sighs> uh, I felt life. it. You said Bigfoot, and our eyes perked <laughs> up like a dog <laughs> here in a can <laughs> open. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I was trying to get out of my system now because it's it's getting to be a problem. All right, let's
0: let's talk about the game of games. Three thirty in the fucking.
2: You're going to have such a fun time editing this into something usable. <laughs> just
1: just <laughs> let it all kill me.
0: All of this is usable. Oh, yeah. All <laughs> two and a half hours is will end up being.
1: <laughs>
3: okay, Game of Games. The Dragon Ball teams this week were my Chargers, uh, Chris's Colts, mm-hmm. yes. and my Falcons. So our Dragon Ball totals oh, nice. are, I'm at six, Chris is at eight, Parker is at sixteen still. He sure is. <laughs> so let's get to the records. I somehow had ten teams playing this week, and they <laughs> and they went six and four. <laughs> Parker also somehow had ten teams playing this week, and they went three and seven. Well, you know. Chris, your teams went four and four.
1: You'll take oh. that push. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. All right, so what do I have up for Parker? Have I made you watch Cocktail yet? No, you no, made me gonna... watch Cocktail. Okay, well, I'm making Parker watch Cocktail. Uh,
0: Parker, good news, surprisingly watchable. <laughs> also, yes. completely incomprehensible plot. Oh, yeah, but... Nice. <laughs> surprisingly watchable.
3: <clears throat> you know how much I love my son, Tom Cruise. Like... <laughs> oh, do I ever... See,
0: that's, that's the thing where it was one of those movies where it won, like, a, a bunch of Razzies, and it's like, oh, it turns out the Razzies don't mean anything. Like, the movie's fine. I mean, the movie is unbelievably dumb. But, it's, yeah, it's dumb. But it's like eh, you know, I've seen way worse than this. Correct.
3: Do we have any other stuff? Oh yeah, that's right. We got. Uh, um. All right. Oh no, let me find these dice. Oh. oh. All right, Parker. Odds <laughs> or evens? <coughs> evens, baby. Uh. Wait. That's too many dice. Hold on. All right, that is odd. Uh. Anybody want to sign Parker a movie? I do.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. There let's you go. Buddy. See. If, let's see if the movie that I assign him is bad enough for him to waste seven Dragon Balls for him to try to use an immunity idol here. Um, <clears throat> Parker, I am going to assign you uh, Titanic The Legend Goes On.
2: Immunity, fuck See, this. See that's, that's seven this. Dragon
0: Balls. Take take seven right there. He doesn't have. No, I have an immunity. Wait, you I'll did? My Wait, no, I thought you used it on Tank Girl. <laughs> we had a second. Alex one. judges. Wait, he had a second one. We've had two. Like we all got two this year. Wait, <laughs> I wrote them down like a big yeah. like oh, once. Did you write down? Do I? Did <laughs> I use both of them or?
3: I think you still have one. I used oh, both I like, of mine. I used my second know, one also on Titanic.
0: Damn it. I really, I really <laughs> thought that we only had one. E. Okay, I have one immunity item. I'm going to keep that in mind. Big mistake. Okay, you know what? Worth it. You up your immunity item. That is
3: worth it. All right. Yeah, now but... let's see what what, uh, what we can find
0: on Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow, that's right. a gigantic dong.
0: That's even. <laughs> Many people are saying hunter Biden has a huge dog. <laughs> it's never gonna stop. <laughs> All
1: right.
2: This completely skippable episode is now like important to the <laughs> Canada, so Nothing will make sense afterwards. Unless you listen to our fifteen minute conversation about terminal. And we're also part of like the our other tent- two and a half hours. We're also part of our
0: Discord did. with a dozen people on it. <sighs> I love the show. What do
3: I want to assign with Hunter Biden's laptop? Some people say I have the biggest team in the (laughs) NFL. You know what? (laughs) You know what movie I want to talk about again next week? Split Second. So I'm going to assign it to Chris.
0: Split Second? Hell yeah,
3: dude. Split Second with Rutger Hauer as Detective Harley Stone. (laughs) (laughs) Split Second was so good. Yeah. Alright, now let's get to our, um, community teams. Community teams? Yeah. It appears that the Super Bowl Lions, Super Bowl Champion Lions, have shook off their hangover and yes. finally managed to score a win. So let's get Fuck yeah, dude.
0: Out. See, that's why I chose them as an immunity team. Alright, good news. You guys get
3: to choose between the following options. You can either have three Dragon Balls or another immunity idol.
0: Oh, an, oh another immunity idol. Immunity please, idol. <laughs> wow, holy, you make this easy. Okay, attack so with two immunity idols for Chris. Jeez, that's. I will
3: also take it, because that is not enough Dragon Balls. Perhaps yeah. I should have recalibrated this chart. Yeah, it's. Yeah, well, now we know how it the exchange appears... rate goes. It appears that the Dolphins have also won this week, so.
0: More good news. I'll oh, give me another immunity idol.
3: Okay, one, okay. Okay, and this space is titled Undersea Adventure. If Everybody loves beach, going under the waves, the ocean. You know, seeing some cool critters, and thankfully we've been given an opportunity to take a little vacation of our own, free from the horrors of the game of games. It's a nice little beach trip. Uh, so we're at the beach. You know, somebody gets the bright idea, like let's uh, let's go scuba diving. Yeah, scuba diving sounds good. So, we get, our, we get our gear, we get our little snorkel tanks, uh, we go out, start swimming no. out into the water, and in the water, we reach a crossroads with a sign It says we can either go to the left or to the right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking damn it. <laughs> Which way would you guys like to go? Left. You want to go left, Parker? Do you also want to go left, or do you want to go right? Ugh. <sighs> we can split
0: we up, can gang. split up, gang. Yeah, I, I'm just making the decisions
2: over here. I'll follow with Chris for this All first
3: right. one. All right, so you head to the left. Uh, you're swimming down. You see, like, a really cool-looking sea turtle. He's like, oh, cool. Let's go chase after the sea turtle start swimming down. But, uh-oh. Looks like a shark's got his eyes on the sea turtle. You know, wants to, wants to eat him and you guys with it. So, uh... All right... Odds or evens, both of you? Odds. <sighs> Odds it is. Odds it is. Okay... This for Chris... This for Okay, well the good news, Chris, is that you have escaped the shark. And Parker, the shark has caught you and demands that you watch into the blue. of Paul Walker. Good thing, Mr. Shark will do. Turns out he's a he's a Bizarro Shark. He likes good movies. Bizarro Shark, <laughs> Mr. Shark. <laughs> now, Chris, you are alone in the deep ocean. You realize that your uh your tank's starting to run out. You don't really know where you are. You know, the Shark took a lot of oxygen out of you. You had to run away. Very bad so You uh start swimming back towards the direction One. you think is shore, and uh yeah. shores never fall. You see a structure off in the distance. You start swimming towards it? it. As you reach it, you realize it appears to be a reflection from the bottom of the ocean, where there is the lost city of Atlantis. Oh! Hey, you have to explore Atlantis, right? How could you not? So you start. Yeah, swi- I have
0: already seen the Disney
3: movies. I know you have. You start swimming down towards <laughs> Atlantis. You know, using up the last <laughs> so of your air. Is insulting cause... thing anyone's ever
0: <laughs> said to me. <laughs> <laughs> they <laughs> just so natural.
1: When
3: all of the sudden, <laughs> you find yourself inside an ancient Atlantean underwater pyramid.
0: <laughs> Damn, don't you hate when that happens, This dude. is my strong oh, good luck. suit. I, before I do, I have a wish to make of Shenron. Yeah? <laughs> Can I have a Millennium Puzzle? Absolutely,
3: buddy. I will give you this Millennium Go. Puzzle and take you down to Ball. Right. <coughs> now it turns out that all of the pyramids of the world appear to have been whoa, whoa, created whoa, the same
0: race of wait, Hey, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, no, hang on. I'm going to use my doubler multiplier okay. on my Millennium Puzzle okay. so I can have two Millennium Puzzles. It's
2: a whole choice.
3: So you're using it on the, the Millennium Puzzle so it can be used twice... Yeah, or so trying use... to use the doubler on the Dragon Ball Wish.
0: No, no, no. We use it on the Millennium Puzzle.
1: Okay, so, so you can use do, the Millennium Puzzle I, twice. Yeah, yeah. so, yeah.
3: Alright, Chris. Left or right? Left. You continue through the pyramid. You reach a second junction. There's some old, like, statues of Poseidon or whatever the fuck his name is, and, uh, some fish. Left or right at the second one. What does the Millennium Puzzle say? You gotta pick first and then redo it. Oh, that was that. Okay. This has rules, uh, damn I <clears throat> think I'm just oh, making this up as we go along. Left. Alright, so I'm assuming you're going to want to use your Millennium Puzzle. Yes, I would very
1: much like to use the Millennium Puzzle
3: now. <laughs> Alright. You, uh, you continue through, you're swimming through, your oxygen's getting low... You're, uh, you're starting to get worried. You're worried maybe you're getting delusional, you know, starting to see things down here. But you come to a third junction, left or right? (laughs) Left. Alright, you're good. You keep going. This pyramid's getting awful narrow. You're realizing, you know, wow, I must be getting close to the center as you approach the, uh, the fourth one. Left or right, Chris? Left. I am assuming you want to use your Millennium Puzzle again. (laughs) Very much so. All right, you reach the final crossroads of the pyramid. On one side are treasures untold, and on the other side, well, perhaps there's a pyramid <laughs> movie waiting for you. <laughs> Chris, left or right? Left. You reach the treasure room.
0: Oh, <gasps> Parker, it was that easy. I just have to get left every single time. <laughs> I do.
3: <laughs> Dice really helped you out there. Yes. Alright. So, you get to the treasure room, and you find the following
1: items.
3: (gasps) There's, like, a lot of things on the list. Baby geniuses, too. Alright, so you find four dragon balls.
1: Nice. You find...
3: A butt mining rig that appears to be waterlogged and broken. WHAT?! Oh, I, I guess I can't use them. You find a v- very drowned weed rat. WHAT?! Oh, well, I guess I can't use that either.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: you may add these items to your inventory <laughs> in case they're useful to you at a later date. What? WHAT?! WHAT?! Well, you know... What?
1: WHAT?!
0: I will add the drowned weed rat. <laughs> And the waterlogged ampersand (laughs) useless, but coin. I did not say it was useless. I said it was waterlogged. There is a big difference. Okay, just put in some rice, dude. (laughs) Is is the mining rig? It's it's not useless. Okay, is it mandatory? Do I have to? Whatever. Am I not going to do it?
3: You know what? Out of pity, I'm going to give you one more item. Thank you. I notes on the margin. <laughs> Items must reflect the pyramid they are found in. <laughs> 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 so... <laughs> At least I didn't give you dragon balls to a water dragon.
1: <laughs>
3: okay. You also find... Okay, no, I can't do that. I'm not giving you a
0: second dead rat. <laughs> I called it. Absolutely called it. Knew it was gonna happen. Dude, can I have a dead rat? <laughs> I'll
3: trade it okay, for six of okay, okay, dragon okay, balls. Okay, okay, okay. You find a book of coupons. Now, the book okay. of coupons is strangely undisturbed by the water. They must be magic coupons that you can use... At any time, it has three coupons in it, you can use them at any time to assign someone
0: a movie. Okay. Three magic coupons <laughs> to assign someone a movie. Save.
3: All right, that's gonna do it for the game of games. Two <laughs> grass on clearing the pyramid for the first time. Got a dead
2: rat out of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they were
2: truly untold
0: treasures. <laughs> It's a Uh, lot of good stuff, you know, in a regular pyramid. I'm going to be honest, it's probably (laughs) preferable to losing the pyramid, so I'm happy with it. That was a gamble that paid off for me. (laughs)
1: Like,
2: yeah, he's running out of pyramid movies to sign me, but
3: you haven't seen him. (laughs) It's It's
2: also an underwater pyramid.
3: Who knows what could be in there? Yeah. It's an
0: underwater pyramid (laughs) (laughs) Or did I? Yeah. Okay, what are we doing next week? A uh, good question. Pet Cemetery Two. Sure. Okay, all right. I haven't seen this one. Uh. That movie was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> also, right. I'm not
3: watching the first one.
0: Oh, you are missing out. You don't need to. You, need, you have a good time with it. How many drag do you got? <laughs> you have a coupon I do have a coupon. You know. Uh, well, he has immunity idols. Uh, I will rely on... uh, I'm sure Alex is just like you and I. And when you assign him something in a series, he'll watch the preceding movies.
3: That definitely (laughs) works like that, yep.
0: Yeah, exactly. He'll what?
2: When I assign Alex a movie, I know he's going to watch it immediately.
1: (laughs) 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 Oh! That's the tea, sis.